Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash iopanel. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, and MP3 player. He's silly and he's ignorant, but he's got guts, and guts is enough. <laughs> Welcome back to the I.O. panel, loyal listener. For our seventh episode, I've been told by industry professionals that we've got a great show. So let's get started. James, Mike, how are we doing? Uh, I'm doing great, man. Uh, Glad to be back. Good to hear. Hello, Evan. James, how have you been? Quite well. All right. Well, as I said before, let's get the show on the road. Yep. (laughs) Okay, so uh, let me, uh, I'll start first, uh, to assuage the silence. <laughs> um, all right, so we got, first things first, Microsoft is suing uh, the United States government over uh, this, the FISA court request. Uh, we talked about this last week. We talked about the uh, warrant canaries. Microsoft doesn't do that. Basically, they play it super safe, and they don't, they don't, they don't put anything in saying we did not get requested or we did or you know just take something out they don't do that um they got i think i think i want to say they got asked like you know for like a couple thousand this year or something like that and uh basically they're suing saying they're suing the justice department saying oh this is completely you know bs and we're not allowed to do this and things like that and i guess the whole thing they're fighting (laughs) the whole thing they're fighting is you know uh, after the whole Apple thing, they're trying to with the, with the onset of cloud computing and everything else that's going on. They're kind of saying, "Hey, look, you know, the government's trying to take advantage of everything that could possibly be possible with cloud computing to get advan- take advantage of people's data." The reason is is because you know the law states if the data is not uh, once you give your data to a third party. You basically don't have control of it anymore, and you give up your concept of privacy. So whatever, there's a legal term for that. I don't know what it is. We talked about it before on the show. Um, that's what this is all about, and uh, I guess they're going to try. They're trying to change that. We don't know what's going to happen. It's going to take months and months and months for us to find out. But pretty interesting that Microsoft's trying to get on this part. Part way, I think it's bandwagoning. You know, they're like, oh, Apple. Apple came out looking like the paragon of uh, of user rights um, through their whole situation. And maybe Microsoft wants to try to bandwagon with that. I don't really know. Uh, honestly, with the Hololens and stuff, I kind of thought Apple. I mean, Microsoft isn't like all about that. But then this other thing they came out with, I kind of think they are. So we'll get into that later. <laughs> but uh, something very similar um, was disclosed in Uber's transparency report recently. Really? Last oh yeah. Year, yeah they they submitted information on like 13 million. Riders and drivers last year, they got uh, over 600 requests for information, for various information from transportation regulators. And it's, they're just like blanket requests. And there's really, most of the time, no guidance on why they want the information or how it's going to be used. And I can't even imagine what they would like want that information for. Like, um, we have a guy in custody. He said he took an Uber. We want the information or 
we want to know if we want a list of everyone who took Uber in the city of California, in the city of Los Angeles, and we want to take that information and cross reference cross references against the list to find out what names we have. You know, which is scary. That's really scary. Not because I've done something wrong and I don't want people to know, but because hey, do your fucking homework, okay? You want to prosecute the law, you have to do work. It's not as easy as like use a database to get all the information and now you have all the secrets. You know what I mean? You I, I feel like it's wrong to do that, and that's what they're doing. Yeah, I wonder if they're trying to sort of create like a, a pattern matching um uh not out al- maybe algorithm to tr- try and uh, prevent pre crime. Like, oh this guy was in the vicinity of sixteen crimes that happened. Uh let's watch him closely. That wouldn't surprise me at all. That's totally a viable point of view. Thirteen million? Absolutely. I guarantee yeah. that's what they're doing. There's no reason for someone to make thirteen million requests of Uber. It's not like Uber holds your data. Uber just knows you went from A to B. That's it. I mean, I'm sure there's some people who are like, hmm, I want to murder people tonight. How should I get along? Taxi? No, I hate taxis. Indian people smell horrible. No. <laughs> Uber. That's right. Pakistanis smell better. I'll take an Uber. No, they're not. I mean, I'm sure there's one guy who's doing that, but not 13 million guys. You know what I mean? There's one guy, one very racist guy who hates Indians and loves Pakistanis. I don't know. You know, probably another Pakistani guy. But, I mean, that's very it's very rare. That person's a very rare person. More than likely, they're just getting this blanket information for some kind of database, like you said, which is a, a thing that the government's been trying to do forever because they know the power of data. The common public doesn't know the power of data, but you can take this information and cross-reference data in all kinds of miraculous ways to come out with all kinds of crazy outputs. You know, I'd love to look at the hacked Chinese data from from uh, getting everyone's SF80, uh, SF86. You know, I'd love to look at that data. It'd be amazing. Yeah. You know, can you imagine taking that data, throwing it all into a database? So you have, I don't know, let's say a billion records. You take all that data cross-reference it so you've got in that data you've got the the core person who applied then you've got all their possible references and all their information then you've got seven years of jobs take all that information and you can come out with so much you can correlate so much amazing like finds out of that like what likelihood of people go work at the government where's a great place to target government employees future government employees you know what kind of person is on the track for government employment what kind of person – let me see a web of information of who's who. Like what What people know other people who are friends who said, yeah, I sponsor this guy, I sponsor that guy. I mean I'm sure there's – in this group, there's probably – in just us, there's probably two people who have been on the other person's list for their government uh, yeah. uh, clearance. You know, so it's – you know, it's scary, scary stuff, man. It's like uh, six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but now it's – the Chinese have six degrees of U.S. citizens. Oh, bacon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you mean with all the stuff they got? What was it, last year? Yeah, the OPM. Mm-hmm. Michael, what's going on? Pardon? You're behind the ball. <laughs> you had no idea what I was talking about the whole time? You're like, oh. You're like, oh, the thing uh, from last... Uh, okay, all right. It's like China. I've heard of them. Just, yeah. I just tuned you out, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I get going and stuff happens, you know. I know I know how it is. Um <clears throat> all right, so let's jump into the next thing here that I got up on the on the rundown here. Um 
Yahoo is up for sale. Their their core internet business is for sale. Not Yahoo, but their core internet business. Um, so what, what does that mean? Um, it means a means a bunch of stuff. Uh, their kind of measly search, which is basically run by Google. Uh, a lot of their like business the the, the business. I thought blog, their search was run by Microsoft. No, it's by Google. It's by uh, they have a deal with Google for search. Oh. Um, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was Bing for some reason. No, no, no. It's uh, it's Google for search. Okay. Um, are you checking that right now? Fact checking. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, Yahoo gets the uh, Google hand me down. Well, no, but they they get they pay Google for that search information for that mm-hmm. search the search tidbits. Um, but yeah, anyway, they're so they're selling a big chunk of their business. Uh, as a way to kind of save what's, I don't know what will be left, honestly, when they it's sell just the that. name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so I think they're keeping the users and everything, but they're going to sell like a lot of the uh, other stuff. So, at any rate, the people who want to buy them, you know, a bunch of the the lowly people who are like, what's the internet? For the first fucking like ten years, the internet was out. They're like, we don't know what the internet is. We're going to ignore it. It's going to go away. It's a fad. Now they're like, we should buy this. We didn't get on this internet thing. <laughs> so you know, who is the internet, right? Yeah, that's a play. That's a we can get a foothold right with that. You know, it's like AOL's the internet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like yeah, we're, we're this is two thousand two, right? So yeah, I mean, I, I mean, this is only notable. Honestly, stuff gets bought and sold in in uh in what's called in Silicon Valley all the time. Um, this is important because it's Yahoo. You know, it's a big change. But at the same time, I have a feeling whoever buys it will be someone who's sorely out of the loop. And there's not going to be much at Yahoo to save because the whole company culture there is a really bad one. I know because I know all about Silicon Valley because I'm a fucking expert. Um, not at all. But uh, everything I've read about them says their culture is like really a really bad culture. And there's people just like can't thrive there. Um, maybe a new company will change that. I don't know, but you know, it doesn't look good for what's what. It doesn't look good for them. Uh, Google thought about putting a bid in, but they're not going to buy them because of you know obvious reasons. Because of monopoly, you know, they'd they'd probably get uh, antitrust people after them like almost immediately from the Justice Department. So, yeah. Would they if they were actually allowed to buy them? Do you think it would just be? Uh, just like a favor to Yahoo? No. I think Google I think if Google bought them they'd gut them. I think mm-hmm. they'd gut them. They'd transfer all the users to like in like within like three years all the users be transferred to Gmail or some Gmail type derivative with a Yahoo last uh Yahoo extension. And uh but everything everything in their experience would be upgraded to a Google type experience. And uh Yahoo would probably keep the stuff like the business pages, which is which their Yahoo business business stuff is really good. The Yahoo, um, obviously Yahoo Sports, mm-hmm. um, that whole sports business is really good. I don't know if they might be keeping that. That's not mentioned here, but uh, they might be. They might that might not be included included in part of the core internet business. But um, uh, so they'd keep that, and I think everything else they'd scrap because Google has no qualms about getting rid of like malignant parts of itself. So Google would dump a bunch of it. They'd close it and stuff like that. We talked about the other company last week who is getting closed. Got ate yep. by Google and it's now getting closed down. And That's Google will close Revolve. if they Yeah, Revolve. And if they uh if they bought these guys they would just they would shut down a big chunk of it. You know what I mean? Um I feel sorry for Melissa Mayer 
because she could have been she probably is a great CEO and she uh I don't want to say she didn't have a chance. I feel like she came in and I I don't know. I mean, but she'll put it this way, she's never going to CEO again after this. I guarantee that. You know what I mean? She'll be in there for a while, but she's she right now she's just trying to get her parachute all together cuz she's never going to CEO again. Guarantee you. She'll be if she's lucky, she'll be a board member of something. She's probably a board member of stuff already. And she'll be maybe she'll do a CFO or C, you know, um, chief of ops or something like that, but she mm-hmm. won't be CEO because this this whole thing was a big bust. Uh, Yahoo kept her on just because I don't think anybody cares anymore, and I think Yahoo's like <laughs> we just need to freaking burn this thing down the best way we possibly can so we can all walk away with a little money, a little bit of money. And it's sad because Yahoo was like we think about the beginning of the internet, we think about Yahoo, you know. Well, it's a core internet business. What does that mean exactly? Do we know? I thought you were looking that up. You were no. cross-referencing? No, no. Okay. Well, let's see here. Um, the only thing email? I did confirm was that Google does supply their search. Uh, it was Bing, and then they switched to Google, apparently. Yeah. So Google's their search partner. Um, yeah, this article talks mostly about the people, possible buyers. Um, yeah. So did... Um, like, would did... this include, like, Flickr and all this other stuff, or...? No, I I don't think so. I I don't think it's gonna include that. So I think it's gonna cl- include only the Yahoo Yahoo branded stuff. Um, the biggest issue with this whole Yahoo thing is that Yahoo's been very kind of like hush hush about what about what their value is and what uh, people should be paying for them because and that's the same thing as value. So I don't know why I said it twice. Um, <laughs> but the problem is Yahoo's executives haven't really said like they haven't opened the books up. So there's a lot of questions now about like. Is this like legit? Is it like, are we buying a fucking lemon? Which they are. You're buying a lemon. Yeah. Take my word for it. You don't need to go to a financial advisor. You're buying a lemon. Um, you know, whenever I see some people people using Yahoo, I'm like, do you have a Betamax in your house? What's going on here? Like, is this 1982? <laughs> Jesus. You know, it's freaking horrible. So, uh, I don't know what they're selling. Honestly, core internet business search provided by Google. You know, I I can only assume that core internet business is like. The sports, the business, um, their news, and all that front page, all the front page goodies. You know, I doubt it's Flickr because Flickr's kind of its own entity. Uh, I don't know who else they own or what else they own. Now, do you either of you know about the the recent history of Yahoo? Like, did the CEO inherit a shit show, or did she, she inherit a shit decisions? show? She okay. in, she inherited a shit show. It's not completely her fault. Uh, and like I said, she's she probably she came from Google. She was a chief of ops or chief of something at Google or VP of something at Google. And I think she wanted to be on the CEO track at Google, but Schmidt and uh, what's it called weren't having it. They were like, "Yeah, we're gonna keep running this thing until we're like sixty years old." So she just kind of like picked up, you know, picked up sticks and left. And uh, Google wanted her. I mean, Yahoo wanted her because of the Google connection because they thought this is gonna like. She made Google great. She's part of the whole Google magic. But thing is, people at Google were complaining about her right after she left. They're like, yeah, she's kind of a taskmaster. Master. She's not really great. You know, they had a lot of negative stuff to say about her, um, people who worked for her at Google. And it turns out that stuff's basically true. I mean, she's kind of a micromanager boss. She's kind of like kind of an asshat. You know what I mean? Not, not great. But hmm. at the same time, here's the thing, right? I feel sorry for women 
who've attained this level of leadership because they have to work doubly hard to maintain that level. And that probably means being a taskmaster, being like on people in people's shit, you know, that kind of stuff. And I, she did a lot of blanket firing and blanket hiring. I mean, she's tried all kinds of things to try to get, make stuff happen for the company. And it's, it's sad that it hasn't worked out the way it should have for her, but you know, um, it, it was a mess before she got to it. They had another CEO who totally burned the Brit, who totally burned everything to the ground before her. Hmm. So I don't remember his name, but hmm. Oh, well, I don't know. Uh, just next, we need to someone needs to put the nail in uh, their coffin and be done with it. Then they can go do the same to BlackBerry, and then we'll be all set. Yep, and MSN. <laughs> well, that's still Microsoft's baby, right? Yeah, but come on, uh, please. You, well, you, mean, you just mean MSN.com, the website? No, I mean MSN, the mail, fucking, we're changing our mail to Outlook. No, 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 that's Microsoft, dude. Yeah. That's, that's Microsoft. Yeah, Microsoft needs to go away. No, but <laughs> yeah, also, okay. put it this way, all their weird web stuff needs to go away. It's just this weird malignant tumor that's hanging off of freaking Office's neck. And out, 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 for some reason, Microsoft's like, yeah, we'll just keep doing this. I'm like, why? It's stupid. They need to get rid of it. It's dumb. Get rid of what? Uh, MSN, Outlook, the Outlook.com, like all the .com related stuff that MSN has. Go to MSN.com. There's a whole fucking, there's a whole thing over there. I thought MSN.com is a news website. It's basically a copy of Yahoo, dude. It's fucking horrible. (laughs) Yeah, and that's what Yahoo is. Yahoo is a a news website. Michael, you don't use it because you don't know because you're not a fucking rube. Okay? This is for rubes. It's a site for rubes, and it's horrible. Okay? Let all those people go to Bing where they can be like, this is a fucking horrible experience. I'm going to to goggle. Not Google. Goggle. 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 EU. (laughs) I want to go to that now. Good luck spelling it. I know how to spell goggles. There are three silent consonants. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> I shouldn't have gone to this site. He's like, I have ransomware. <laughs> <laughs> My hard drive's encrypted. Just about. Oh, it took, it took me to offerhotspot.com. It's Jesus. like, get the new iPad Pro. Enter close your it. email. Close it. Close it. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Nigerian's going to be fucking sending you all kind of shit. Uh, let's, yeah. let's jump down a to prince, this, uh, a prince, James. Yeah, actually, there's a great video, and I'm off track and sidetrack, and it's not even on the freaking thing. I'm gonna just go into it now. Um, there's Thank a you. great video by a guy named uh, I can't think of his name now because I'm horrible, but I'll find it. And I'll make sure it's in the show notes. Basically, he spent three years, like he does this as a job, and I think he's a blog now, replying to spam messages. And he got into this long, amazing, it's absolutely an, an amazing conversation with this uh, this person who was like, she was like, uh, my name is, oh no, this guy's like, I'm whoever, I'm a prince, a Nigerian prince, and I have this gold I want to sell you. I have this gold that I need to earn. He said, I'll give you a 10% fantasy fee on the gold. I said, I'll send you the gold. He's like, he's like. I find your proposition interesting. And it goes on from there. And it's hilarious. And it's so funny. It's amazing. And basically, the guy spent the next three years after that email now responding to spam and posting, like, what happens when you do it. Um, And it's pretty amazing. It's a TED Talk about it. And I'll post a TED Talk for you guys to see. It's really good. Definitely worth your time. 
All right. Sounds very interesting. Uh, we've all gotten some very interesting spam in the past. I know I've shared it with at least one of you guys, if not both the interesting ones I got that were yeah. just amazing. The, base- <laughs> the baseball game? The elaborate baseball game? <laughs> so I've seen that. I didn't even understand the point of that one. Yeah. But, <laughs> it's like... Uh, yeah, like trying to trick me into going to a baseball game. Like I don't understand, but I got that one. Then uh, used to get the other ones that were just like a story that didn't make any sense. Like that was the entire spam message. Oh uh, yeah, I remember some of those. Yeah, those are great. You know, it was like, oh, the bicycle went down to the milk store to pick up the gold to do the uh, Wabasha. You know, it's like uh, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, thank you. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. That's all I that's all I could say. Um all right. So moving along here, uh I wanted to talk about and I heard about this on another podcast. <gasps> oh no. Um Oh no. It's actually a pretty good podcast. You guys should check it out <laughs> if you haven't already. It's called Security Now. Um but <clears throat> and you can just Google that, you'll find it immediately. Uh, they were talking about a bill that's being talked about in Hungary. So in the country of Hungary, there's a bill that it's not you know even up for vote yet or anything yet. They're just talking about it, but it's basically gonna outlaw encryption entirely. They're like, yeah, no, we're done with it. You can't have it. So, so someone someone got a copy of the uh, uh, the first draft of the Burr Feinstein mm-hmm. bill and was like, oh, this would be great in my country. Yeah, exactly. So, did we talk about that last year? I mean, last last year. Last week? Yes, we did. Okay, good. So, yeah, this is kind of similar to that, but they're outlawing... Jesus. <laughs> they're outlawing the... Uh, they're, they're outlawing encryption just outright. You know, they're just saying, no, no. We have to be able to get into it. So that means... Going to a website that has SSL, you know, mm-mm, you know, so basically everything, everything's freaking outlawed. Now, like I said, this isn't actually law, you know, they're just kind of talking about it, but still, it's just shows you what uh, an overreaction people have to uh, the things that are going on right now. I wonder how they would, how anyone really would actually enforce this, because there's one thing to make it illegal for companies to sort of bundle encryption with their products or something like that. But if you're say if 20% of your citizens are wise enough to install their own, you know, foreign third party encryption stuff, are you going to arrest 20% of your citizens? That's like, you can't do that. Yeah. This whole thing is BS, especially in Hungary. This is a law They're They're going to pass it. I guarantee you, Someone, someone in a bigger country has kind of nudged Hungary and said, "Hey, look, pass this law, okay? And we can use this. You know, we'll help you out with this other thing, and we will use this to uh, indict hackers in your country for whatever reason." I guarantee you it's something like that. Because why would hack? I mean, come on, Hungary, Poland, the Ukraine, Russia. Dude, these are like the top countries. We're all. Highest high-speed internet connections, most density of unemployed freaking computer programmers, you know, and AKA hackers. I mean, dude, all these people are there. So this is not going to 
They're not going to be able to go after these people. These people are, like, they know how to use computers. They're not freaking noobs. They're not going to go after these people. This is just something, a tool in the toolbox of law enforcement that if they catch someone doing something and somehow they got led to that person, they can throw another thing at them. I guarantee that's what it is. Because how, how do you enforce this law? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's part of uh, anti-terrorism. Of course it is. Thing, quote, unquote. So. Dude. Another part of the same law, they say this will um, increase surveillance in public areas. And it will also enable the Interior Ministry, which is you know part of their government, to prohibit mass events. So, peaceful protests? Mm-hmm. What the hell? So, I don't, you know, obviously this is not the United States, this is Hungary. So, you know, I don't know what kind of laws, protections, constitution, whatnot, you know, thing they kind of have going on over there. Maybe, maybe they don't, you know, I don't know. You know, I'm as far as I know, this is a, um, this is a, what we would call a d- democratic country, but... Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know what their their constitution or their version of it says. So, for all I know, there's zero protections against that kind of thing. I think they're a fairly advanced country, but perhaps their uh, political system is one of the most corrupt. Now, how advanced can they be? We all they all they have is movies being filmed there about explosions or something or is that is that uh that's that's uh romania oh that's romania i'm sorry yeah. okay i'm getting my former soviet bloc countries mixed well, up here well it's both i think um one of the movies one of the wesley snipes great was in budapest mm-hmm. and the other was in bucharest which is hungary and romania oh so, yeah but budapest they also, is in hungary yeah Exactly. Yep. But so. they also uh, lead the world in paprika exports. Oh my god. <laughs> and they have a very complicated language. What is um, it called? Hungarian. Ha! Huh. What do you know? <laughs> you heard it here. What a, what a co-winky-dink. You thought it's called tumakot. <laughs> <laughs> you said it's complicated. <laughs> How complicated can it be? <laughs> I was like Estonian and and Finnish. Yeah, it's like one of the one of the only three languages that doesn't descend from another one. <laughs> oh, like uh, like what is it, Basque or something? Sure. Yeah, Basque in Spain. Um, yeah, Hungary has a huge corruption mm-hmm. problem. There's a great article here about it. Um, that I won't point to because it's totally irrelevant. But they do have a corruption problem. They have a what problem? Huge corruption problem. Oh, corruption problem. I see. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, I mean, come on, you know, this is someone, so this is like kind of something kind of dumb. Honestly. There's corruption in a place? Yeah. <gasps> no. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. So, surprise, surprise. Wow. Um, all right. So, enough about this. Uh, I'm sure everyone has heard, but we'll, we'll talk about it briefly here. WhatsApp which is an application that you can download and install. I said an application. You hear me? I'm like 20 years old. I mean, <laughs> like 50 years old. Um, <clears throat> it's an app you can download on your iOS, you know, your iPhone, your Android phone, 
maybe even Windows Phone. I have no idea. Um, but it's they're owned by Facebook, but it's a messaging app. You can do text messaging through the app. You can do you can actually make voice phone calls through the app. I don't know if you can do video. Maybe you can. I know you can send videos. I don't know if you can do like a live video call. I don't think you can. Well, fair enough. But the whole the whole point of it is they supposedly have a billion users. Now, how many of those people are active users is another question. But WhatsApp went ahead and they already had encryption, but it wasn't fully on. So they've now enabled what they call end-to-end encryption. So if I have the app on my phone and I send a message to James on his phone, from the time it leaves my phone to the time it gets to his phone, no one can read it in transit. If they intercept it, it's complete gobbledygook. I have a question. So mm-hmm. I have it installed on my phone from about a year ago. Do you know if the end-to-end encryption requires an update? Like to, you know, some some version? Uh, I believe it does. I believe it does. Okay. So you should go through your whatever your app store, the Google Play Store, whatever it is, and download the latest version. Now, there is one setting I'll mention in the app that you'll want to turn on just to make sure that you're you're running it in the most secure fashion. So you actually don't need to do anything to make sure it's the end-to-end encryption is on. It's on by default. But if you go into the settings and then... There's a setting, I think it's in, is it account? It's in security, yeah. So if you go into the settings in WhatsApp, and you go to account, and then security, there's a setting you could turn on here that says show security notifications. So if it's possible that your something might be compromised, like there's a man-in-the-middle attack, you have to turn this setting on so the app will notify you. Otherwise, it just ignores errors and keeps going. Hmm. So it's a good idea to, to turn it on just so you know, you're know you more aware of what's going on. But other than that, the, the, the encryption's already on. So as long as you have the latest version of the app, you should be good to go. I As for the number of users, they say 1 billion. I wonder if they're generalizing since Facebook bought WhatsApp and Facebook has a billion users. If they're like, oh, then there's a billion WhatsApp users. No, WhatsApp WhatsApp was huge before Microsoft bought them. I mean, before Facebook bought them. It's it's the largest messaging app on the on the face of the planet or something like that. Okay. Um I mean, it's like people use it to make phone calls. Um they use it to they use it for everything cuz you can make you can make phone calls through it for free. Your first year's free. And the second year costs you a penny or something a year or twenty five cents. Well, a year. it was a dollar, but yeah. they've stopped doing that actually now. So you don't yeah, even so have to pay them now. Yeah, so you can make phone it's calls. Just free. So it's it's huge in the third world countries. It's very big in the third world countries. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the whole thing of WhatsApp. Uh, it's so also useful though if you're if you're here and you're talking to someone who's in another country. Yeah, perhaps I mean, it, in Hungary. Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps, so, perhaps, great, perhaps, perhaps, yes. That's a great question. So what happens when they have WhatsApp on their phone? Mm-hmm. 
Is that illegal? Is WhatsApp illegal in Hungary? Hungary? Well, nothing's illegal yet. In Hungary, but <laughs> Hungary, <laughs> Hungary. <laughs> it should be called Hungary. See, it should. The great <laughs> nation state. Hmm. Um. So yeah, it's but, not a law yet, but yeah, you're right. If if that were a law, then oh no, now you can't use uh, WhatsApp or. Or WhatsApp would have to be breakable, you know, would have to have breakable encryption then, according to the... They wouldn't do that. They'd be like, yeah, nah. nah. They'd be like, yeah, yeah get, get wrecked. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> they wouldn't care. They'd be like, whatever. Who gives a shit? Get fucked. It wouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Mike, WhatsApp cracked the, like, international code, which most companies can't crack, which is like... They take they took the American mind American mindset and like I think it is unknowingly they basically made a product that people from other countries could other countries that don't have phones everywhere like we do and Wi Fi everywhere and you know everyone has a wireless phone basically they said okay we'll make an app that you know people can just use to make phone calls if you're by Wi Fi and for people in third world countries and stuff they can go to a place with a phone and make a call. If they don't have Wi-Fi, if they don't have connection, they have just have Wi-Fi or internet access, and they made this thing that basically is like it's genius, and they cracked that code. So that's I think why they have a billion users. Mm-hmm. Why all these other country companies are trying to figure out how can we get, you know, like Flickr, like how can we get people in Africa to use Flickr? No one in Africa is ever going to use Flickr because they got <laughs> other problems to worry about than pictures on the fucking internet, you know, and that's a thing, you know. So yeah. And 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 uh, WhatsApp understood that I think accidentally, but they understood it. They got it. So here's the question: How does WhatsApp make money? They don't. I guarantee they don't. I bet you they have not figured out how to break even yet. Hmm. <laughs> they make money because 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 Facebook owns them for those user those user dollars and that data. And I guarantee they're doing massive data collection on that. If not your audio and and text data, they're doing like. Where you're using the phone, like how much you're using it, how much data you're sending to who, what areas are very popular for WhatsApp, that kind of stuff. They're pulling all that data, they're aggregating it, using it for advertising to figure out how they can target right. better well, information. Supposedly, yeah, it's it's now end to end encryption, so they can't Yeah, but they they can't see, but that doesn't mean they can't say, Okay, you're going to Oh, they still have the metadata, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that metadata is super valuable. And 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 the thing is WhatsApp basically is a thing that runs itself. It's probably sitting on one $50 server in the basement at Facebook, you know what I mean? Or in a VM, every cluster, every Facebook cluster, there's a VM or something running in there that just runs one VM that just runs uh, WhatsApp, some WhatsApp service. James, you know what I, mean? I, I highly doubt that, but okay. James, I mean, James is very well versed on the infrastructure at Facebook. I am. I know I trust about him. it. I know all about it. Look, the point I'm trying to make is, compared to what Facebook does on a, on a daily basis, WhatsApp is a small, tiny endeavor. And it basically runs itself. Like, it was running before they got it. They bought it for the data. They bought it for the users. They bought it because they want to incorporate that magic, that penetration magic, that magic where we're like, we can get into these weird, these weird communities that you have no idea how to connect to. We've gotten into them. That's super valuable to a guy like Mark Zuckerberg who wants to take, who wants to put Facebook in everybody's computer in the entire world. So that's how they make money. They're owned by a company who makes tons of money selling shitty ads 
to shitty people and fake people um, to ruin businesses' lives. Uh, I'm actually just looking at Facebook right now, and you can start a voice call and a video call with people in chat. Do you know if that existed before WhatsApp? Before they no, bought it WhatsApp? Didn't. It didn't. So they, they integrated, they potentially they, integrated that in? Maybe. I don't think they're. They've had that for a while. They've had that for a while. I don't know when they added it. Um, No, it wasn't before WhatsApp. I thought they had integration with Skype a long time ago. Yeah, that's what they had before Skype. They had Skype integration. So I think they've been doing that for a while now. Okay. No, but not before WhatsApp. I don't think. I think when they, I think when they bought WhatsApp, they had like, they had the the chat messenger took on a whole new freaking face after, not a whole new face, but. They did more with their messenger service once when WhatsApp came into the picture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. I think. I'm checking my internal Wikipedia that has, ne- has never been updated. Cause it Just call call your boy Mark Zuckerberg. I know you got him on speed dial. He's like, what's up, James? Always happy to answer your call. What can I help you with? Just ask him. Yo, Marky Mark, what's up, baby? Yep. And you'll say, hey, you know when you bought what's a call it? Um... <laughs> Yeah. Did you guys, it's a great dad before or after What's-Its-Face. <laughs> That's exactly what I'll say. They're such good friends that he would know, and he'd be yeah, like, after. He's like, after. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, good looks. Good looks, baby. Good looks. One love. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the call. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, another thing I just thought I'd mention here, uh, it's kind of random, but, well, it's not that random. Uh, so, you know, everyone knows Patch Tuesday, that's when Microsoft releases its updates. It's always the second Tuesday of the month. <clears throat> so, Microsoft now, they're going to do, they're going to split off now uh, updates for Microsoft Office for some reason. So, I'm not really sure why they're doing this, but uh, starting April, so they already did it. Uh, so, it was Tuesday, April 5th. They're sending out Office updates for Microsoft Office on the first Tuesday of the month. Okay. Way to be confusing. They couldn't yep. just pick a different day. But be like, but but but, but Friday. But it's it's only the updates for non-security issues. Okay. So it's going to be bug fixes and enhanced or modified features will come out on the first Tuesday of the month for Microsoft Office. Security updates for Microsoft Office are still going to come out on the second Tuesday of the month with the rest of the Windows updates and all the other updates Microsoft puts out. still think they should have picked a different day. A different day of the week. Because you can say, oh, it's Patch Tuesday. Well, which one? <laughs> Yeah, real quick before we get it, I'm sorry. I know you guys are talking about this, but I just I just googled it. Yeah, WhatsApp doesn't make any money. They lost 138 million dollars since they in their first year after being bought by Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't make any money. All their money, everything goes. They're all everything they do is in a negative, a negative. So way. they just make it up in volume, huh? I don't think they make it up in volume. I mean, <laughs> I guess they make it up in in, in value. But not really. Yeah. I mean, and okay. they were purchased for twenty-one point eight billion dollars. Twenty-one? No, I'm sorry. That's their. So, that was their value. 
If you're if you're looking to get oh no that was their that was what they purchased for twenty eight point one billion dollars twenty one twenty one point eight billion dollars. So if you're looking to be the next WhatsApp, uh, develop a useful application, hemorrhage money for several years, and then hope Facebook buys you for billions of dollars. Yes, because that day Mark Zuckerberg was high as a motherfucking kite. <laughs> <laughs> he was smoking that good purple purple. Someone came into his office and was like, "Hey, what's up, Mark?" He's like, "What's up?" I know that company. I'm going <laughs> to buy him. Yes. It's like when Google bought uh, Motorola. It's exactly like that. You know, like uh, Eric Schmidt was like, hey, man, can you buy me a, a, a new Motorola phone? <laughs> and the guy next to him was like, done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so which one Which one you get for me? He's like, what do you mean? This is all of them. <laughs> <laughs> You know, now they're, they're, they're off on their own again. Mm-hmm. Or no, I'm sorry, they're not off on their own. Some of their business is uh, Google well, they, kept. Well, kept they split the, it. Yeah. Yeah, Google kept some of it. I think they kept all the patents. Mm-hmm. Oh, or maybe. a good amount of them. Yeah. Now they, um, who is it? Is it, isn't it um, IBM? It's Lenovo. Lenovo bought, bought Motorola Mobility. From Google. Why? So now, yeah, Lenovo is making the phones. phones? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're going to do what they did with Lenovo computers. Like, we just take something good and just, like, keep doing it and hope it saves making, making us money. Mm-hmm. Slap another name on it. Yeah, like ThinkPad. The Lenovo ThinkPad. Like, get out of here. This is clearly an IBM with very little innovation behind it. Just a new processor and more RAM. They, they haven't, like, innovated. They haven't changed anything since... I don't know. Anyway. I think, yeah, I think technically Lenovo took a, they rebranded the hardware, or at least consumer hardware, as Lenovo and kept uh, their software development as IBM. Yeah. Hmm. All right. All right. So, um, moving along here, uh, I'm not sure who put this in the show notes. James or Evan, maybe you want to talk about Oh, yeah, I put that in there. Smart sex bed? Yeah, so basically, (laughs) uh, after the whole whole, uh, Angie, uh, Ashley Madison cheating thing, um, this mattress company uh, decided to put, and I, I, you know, they, honestly, you got to watch the video. The video is hilarious. I thought this was an April Fool's joke. It's not. (laughs) It's real. Basically, if the mattress is being used, quote unquote, it will send your phone a text message or an email or something saying the mattress is being used, you know? And when it says used, it doesn't mean slipped in. It means, like, you're in there getting it in. You know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. freaking you're DTF and you're doing it on that mattress, you know? <laughs> That's what it's talking about. So it sends you a text message saying, yeah, you're being cheated on. Not you're being cheated on, but saying the mattress is being used. Um, honestly, this is a really weird thing. It's just fucking weird. You know, I just put it in there because it's so weird. I wanted to talk about it. It's just a weird-ass fucking thing. How does a company get venture capital for that? Well, I think they already made mattresses. They're already established mattress company, and we know very well from watching other companies that when you already have money and you're already a company, it's like, how can we get in this Internet of Things market? Uh, yeah. uh, the mattress <laughs> could text you if you're having sex. Yes, do it. You know, because sex now here, sells. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Here's the interesting thing. You might be able to get that 
you might be able to use that. Um, a, I can see better things coming out of it. Like if the mattress company put better sensors in the mattress and said, we're going to give you this mattress for free if you let us record this data. You know, we're going to give you an amazing, amazing mattress for free um, every 300 people, and we're going to record this data. And you record their sexual habits, moves, positions on the bed, things like that, to use that to design a better bed. Like, I can see value in that data, but to do use it for what they're using it for is kind of stupid. Like, I don't get it. Like, that just seems to me like a plea to get into the Internet of Things market, yeah. which your mattress. You don't need to be on the Internet. You know, it's a fucking mattress. That's an interesting you know? point. You could analyze pressure points and duration Absolutely. and everything. Sure. You or sleep use it, pro- yeah. Yeah, for sleep studies also. Yeah. There's, there's all kinds of angles, positive things you could do with that to make people's lives way better. I mean, yes, I guess this is like... If I'm cheating on my girlfriend, she gets a message. She knows, okay, I don't want to go home right now because James is getting it in. Or don't says, I do want to go home that right now, but first I'm going to go pick up a machete yeah. so I can cut James to death and murder him. Great. So maybe the next message is like the the phone sends the next the the, the message sends the next message to the police department. It says I'm being soaked with freaking James's blood. You know, like I'm just like thoroughly soaked in his blood. So, so what happens if, um, you have like kids jumping on your mattress? I don't know. I guess somebody's husband or wife gets in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so I <laughs> swear it was good. the kids. Uh huh. Divorce. Yeah. So I don't know, but I thought this was really interesting. Um, just because it's kind of a silly, a silly weird thing, you know. It's got potential. It's got potential. I'd like to see what they do with it. Like, it's got moxie. Yeah, if there's an API for it, there's going to be better stuff coming out with it. Wait for NASA to buy it? To yeah. study astronaut sleeping habits? <laughs> Do you know where astronauts sleep? A sleeping bag, like, stuck to the wall. <laughs> they don't They don't need anything like that. <laughs> you know, I think it's NASA who does the studies. Like, we'll pay you $18,000 to lay in bed for 90 days. It's like, never get out of bed. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, really? ah, I gonna do that. Yeah, it's like I found my new career. I would totally do that. I'm about that life. That's like, I mean, I'm sure it doesn't work this way, but that's probably like eighty grand a year. Yeah, I mean, I think the whole pro- whole thing there is they want to see human beings long time atrophy. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you get out of bed, you're all fucking bones. Michael, if you want to lose weight, that's the way to do it, right there. <laughs> that's how you do it. Volunteer your body to waste away for NASA. Yep, you make a mess, and you want a perfectly good bed. <laughs> what, what are you saying? Make a mess doing what? Fucking sweating. sleeping, sweating, skin shedding off. I don't even want to see those sheets. You how know? do you go to the bathroom? <laughs> how do you go to the bathroom? They so you don't get up. They probably send you some kind of device, an apparatus. <laughs> An apparatus. Apparatus. Singular mm-hmm. apparatus. I wonder no, I if know. it's based on the honor system. If you do it at your house, or you go live in one of their facilities for three months I and have a, a catheter installed. I'd do it, dude. Mm. I, I don't care. I'd get in the bed. Just give me a freaking laptop or something or an iPhone. I think we could all do it. 100%. We'll take it on as a personal challenge. Dude, I'd do it. And we'll use the the pool of money to take a sweet ass vacation to Hungary. I'd use the money. Hmm, I don't know. To buy 
eighteen thousand dollars worth of Jello pudding. What flavor? There. Jesus, I don't know, man. Banana, vanilla, butterscotch. Maybe oh, butterscotch. It's a good one. Underrated. Chocolate, like, man. Chocolate. Jesus. No, it's oh, fucking geez. plain. You plebe. What is wrong with you fucking guys? Get out of here. Butterscotch? Dude, what Stop being fucking 85 years old? Think for yourself, <laughs> man. Butterscotch. I'm like butterscotch. It reminds me of the Depression era. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here. I lived for a year straight on Werther's Originals. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Oh, the best year of my life. <laughs> exactly. Okay. All right. All right. Let's let's go with the next thing. We're like fucking sidetracked like a bug. All right. What do we got next, Mike? Oh, let's see. Verizon oh, FiOS. I put this in there. Okay. All right. So basically, um, I read this article. <laughs> uh, I don't know, know why. I don't know why we care about this, but okay. I mean, I just think it's interesting because Fios is trying to... So, look, we all know there's this whole cable cutter phenomena that's going on right now. It's been going on for several years where people are just getting internet. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not getting TV anymore. They're not getting cable. They're not getting the extra packages. They don't care. Some people will add HBO. Like, I have HBO and internet, but that's only so I can use HBO Go. I don't even have a TV. And now you don't even need that anymore because you can get it straight from them. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so that's the thing. So most people don't even have it. So, uh, what Verizon is doing here is they're going to overhaul. And I just realized this affects me because I have FiOS. So basically, they're going to over. They're trying to overhaul the entire FiOS thing. They may possibly abandon the FiOS name, completely revamp it, and go to the set-top box system. They bought a company a couple years ago called OnQ, and rumor has it—not rumor has it—but in the filings. Uh, in the FCC filings, yeah, they basically have said it's possible that the OnQ name and the OnQ software and appara- and hardware may be included in this new Verizon FiOS. We don't know what it's going to be yet. This is, to me, I look at this as, as they're a dying attempt to 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 bundle more garbage in. Like if they say if you want FiOS, you got to have this box. That's the only way you can get FiOS. Then what are you going to do? You know what I mean? So now you have this box. They say, if you want that box, you got to have the basic channels. The basic channels and files are one thing together, you know? Well, I was reading this article, and it looks like the one of the goals here is to change the way they, they're delivering the content. So right now, the way Files works is the same way, you know, all probably most, if not all, cable systems work, at least in the United States. I know this is how Comcast works. You know, the stuff is coming down the the pipe no matter what you know the channels mm-hmm. um and this is going to change it to be more like a roku box so everything's going to be on demand like if you put on hbo you know it's just gonna it's going to deliver it over the internet like it's going to be ip based instead of they call it quam or i don't know if that's how you pronounce it q-a-m quam quam they pronounce it. I don't know how they pronounce it, but it's they call it QAM technology, which is how it's delivered right now. So they're going to change it completely. So it's basically an infrastructure change. Um, you know, I don't know if it's better or worse, but uh, it's, it's interesting. I'll give I'll give them that. Well, whether it turns out to be better or worse, all the customers are going to pay more for it. 
Yeah, uh, whatever it is, it's going to be... Look, I can guarantee it's going to be worse. Whatever it is, it's going to be worse. Isn't Verizon Fios operating at a loss anyway? Or uh, maybe not if they're charging people a million dollars a month for their service. Yeah, a but... loss of customers. <laughs> Look, here's well, the thing. Well, supposedly, right? you know, I, I read that their expansion like pretty much has stopped. Yeah, because nobody wants it. <laughs> nobody nobody wants it anymore. I mean, look, who's going to spend like who's going to spend the money for um getting fi- like paying for a service to come into their home and whatever. If some company would come out and say like or like uh, like Google's doing say, "We're just giving you internet. It's $50 a month. You get this speed. That's it. Done." I'd pay for that. I'd be done. I'd get it. You know what I mean? There's no reason to have Verizon or Comcast or Cable Town. Aren't you doing that right now, basically? I mean, I have Verizon. Yeah, but you're just it. you're just getting internet, right? I called them and I said, I want to cancel the service. Entirely. Uh, they said, no they internet. Said, no, 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 not entirely. I said, I want, to cancel, I want to cancel my TV service completely. And they're like, no, 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 no. Just get HBO. We'll just give you HBO and no set-top box. I was like, okay. I was like, I get HBO Go? They're like, yes. And this was years before HBO was like, yeah, now you can pay for us monthly. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so that's what I got. And I doubled my, ended up doubling my speed in the end because it turned out to be cheaper to double my speed, get rid of the internet. I mean, get rid of the cable service and just have HBO. It's still cheaper than having everything. So that, that I didn't watch and I didn't, I don't even own a TV. So I was like, why am I forgetting this? This is dumb. Um, so, I mean, I feel like if some other company... I mean, Verizon's spoiled, dude. I mean, Verizon and Comcast are freaking spoiled. They're not... And I want to say spoiled, I don't mean, like, they get away with everything. I mean, they're spoiled like like old fruit, you know? Like, nobody wants to touch them. Like, you know, there's a... I think someone wrote a book or there's a blog that's all dedicated to horrible experiences on Comcast, you know? And how bad <laughs> it is. And uh, there was something that recently happened. No, it wasn't too recent. I'm not sure, but apparently... A guy had a horrible time using Verizon services, and he recorded it. But this guy was like the chief editor of some blog, and who's a very important blog. And he posted the whole thing. And now fucking Comcast is like, "Oh shit, we fucked up. We screwed the pooch." You know, we gave this shit show experience uh, to someone who's actually a person, and we have to like not be a piece of shit to them. You know, and that's the whole thing. So it was a huge. I mean. These companies are they need to, they need to be done like Verizon. The smartest thing Verizon did can change the entire name, not call themselves Verizon anymore, or spin off the internet business and not call it Verizon anymore. So that in the next twenty years, the next generation has forgotten how, what a shitty company it is and said, "Okay, who's what's it is the best internet company around because they just offer me internet and it's all I need and they give me a fair price." You know, they've already got the infrastructure. They could turn around and be great. They won't. Because for some reason they want to bundle in TV and try to fucking bend you over the counter and go ham in your butthole, but you know. <laughs> well, what's what's the goal of a company, James? To make money, but they could make money if they there dump all the garbage services. There I don't need. I don't need freaking like these weird bundles. They're like they don't care what you need. They care what you're gonna pay them. So you yeah, need what, gonna... you, what we tell you you need. Yeah, but here's the thing. It's right. fucking 2016. I don't have to pay them shit. You okay, know? go ahead. Cancel it. Cancel the whole thing. What are you going to do then? No, I'll fucking get... Sign know. up for Straight Talk yeah. Wireless. You'll get nothing. everything. Because in this, in this great democracy of ours, we have exactly z- zero, one, or two choices for broadband internet. You know? 
We have like here, like here where I live. Okay, in my at my exact address, I have exactly one choice. Comcast. Okay, yeah. I can't get FiOS. Okay, it's not an option. The only thing I could get, I could get DSL. Okay, and DSL is slow. DSL is very slow. Okay, it's technically broadband, but you know, I don't even know if people still have DSL anymore. Yeah, my I don't mom know if that's, does. Are you serious? Oh yeah. How fast is it? Um, I think it's one and a half megabit. It's like yeah, exactly. the lowest, maybe three. Yeah. She also so, has a landline. Well, there you go. So you need a landline, which is fine. I don't have a landline anymore, but I could get a landline. I could get DSL. But that'd be dumb. That'd be my only option if I didn't want Comcast right now. DSL okay. is like Iraq in the 80s. <laughs> it's like, let me get some ISD in lines, you know? That'd be great. So, yeah. You know, there's no fucking choices. That's that's really the problem. Dude, if I had like eight choices for internet, like, oh, fuck this, I'm going to go get fucking Quest, or I'm going to go get fucking... I don't know. I don't even know, because there are no choices. I don't know. Errols, you know, that's not even a thing anymore. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. You know? No, you know what I would... I would I was, I've been contemplating for a long time, you know? I told my whole girlfriend, like, we, I invented it. We didn't put together an entire plan to move to Texas based completely around... Well, not. Nah, I mean, based for many reasons, but one of the main reasons I was like, I'm going to move to Austin. Guns, 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 guns. No, I'm kidding. And broadband. So, <laughs> you know, and FIOS. So guns and FIOS. Google um, Fiber. Google Fiber, man. Google freaking Fiber. Yeah, not FIOS. <laughs> not FIOS. Google Fiber. Google Fiber's in Austin, Kansas City, the middle of Podunk Nowhere, and another Podunk Nowhere-ass place. You know? Yeah. I'm like, Google, what are you doing? I guess they're trying to go places where they won't be attacked by Verizon and Comcast in a serious way. But I was like, ugh, come on, man. Or maybe they have this idea where they're like, we're going to create new tech hubs in Kansas City, fucking fuckface nowhere, you know? Could be that. Could be that there's already a uh, an excess of dark fiber that they can just start, you know, leasing. They don't have to run all their own stuff. Probably. That's probably what it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've heard about the dark fiber before. I don't know if that's... You know, and maybe you're maybe you're right. I mean, maybe in some places like Kansas City where there ain't shit going on, and of course our, our one listener in Kansas City is going to get pissed now. But um, well, uh, let me uh, let me make this suggestion. Uh, we could all move. Well, the two of you could move down to uh, Tennessee. I could relocate to Chattanooga. They have like a community gigabit internet there for sixty oh. month sixty bucks a month or something. That's beautiful. Hmm, Chattanooga, huh? Just uh, a bit south of Nashville. It's too bad I have a personal embargo in the south. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't want to (laughs) go. A personal embargo on the south. Yeah. Tennessee's not awful. south enough. Oh, it's south. How about we go to Ogden, Utah? Oof. Ogden? Is that like Ogden Warnstrom? Correct. Nice. Ogden Warnstrom, a fine proprietor of shoes everywhere. <laughs> Warnstrom shoes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right along. All right. So yeah, we beat this to death. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> talking about shoes. God damn it. <laughs>
<laughs> shoes, yeah, cobblers everywhere. Fine leather gigabit bound shoes. All right, let's get to the 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 meat of the podcast here, as I like to call it. Let's talk about Stranger Danger. So, Evan, I believe you put this first story in here. I did not. All right, Don't James. You stop those lies. James, you want to talk about this uh, cable modem is vulnerable to denial of service attack? Oh, jeez. Did I put this in here? Uh, I don't think you did, but, you know, according to according to Evan, you did, so. It's definitely not me. Uh, you know, I did put this in here, <laughs> but because I wanted to one-up you guys, because you guys always beat me to putting the first things in here, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I didn't read the article, so I have no idea what this is about. Well, um, I actually did hear about this. Um, yes, thank God. Michael's on top of it. So Hallelujah, it's a... Say bye, Michael. <laughs> this is a, uh, a, a cable modem that is... Basically, it's open to a denial of service attack, and w- the the way that it can be leveraged is a remote user can access the basically they can restart the modem you know remotely so they can access the configuration page of the modem so just like your router has a has a web page where you can go and configure it the cable modem also has a web page where you can go and configure it now a lot of people actually don't know that and I actually I didn't even know that until relatively recently that my cable modem itself which is not a router it's just a cable modem actually has its own uh, web interface for configuration. What's in there? All kinds of wild shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, and each, and they're all like on some weird IP, like, you know, 192.168, blah, blah. But I'm sure we could Google it and find it for each one of our modems. This particular modem is an ARIS modem, A-R-R-I-S, which is actually... They used to be called Motorola, so this comp- they got spun off into another company, and so but this is basically Motorola, and but now they're called Aris. It's an Aris surfboard, and it's a SB six one four one. I think the they're picture- some of the most uh, popular ones around. They're very affordable. I actually oh. have the six one two one. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I have a I have an Aris as well, but it's um you know being being leased to me by by the overlords of Comcast. Um, <laughs> mine is a CM820, so mine's not even close to to this one. So just something to be aware of. Um, I don't know that there's a that there's a fix. Uh, they would need to. Uh, they would need to do a firmware update. And unfortunately, you can't apply the firmware update. The the cable provider has to. So Comcast or they have to push it over your line for you. Yeah, they're like, all right, wait a second, we're gonna we're gonna send a a reset request to your box (laughs) or whatever. So I wonder if there's actually a way to do it yourself. Like if you have an old like a token ring card or or a a coax network card, if you can rig something up. Eh, maybe. Um, you probably need to have the right 
you know, equipment on the other end to talk mm-hmm. to these things. But yeah, supposedly, according to this article that James um, gave us, the uh, <laughs> Aris actually has released a firmware update. So, you know, they say, of course, we're working with our we're working with our broadband partners to to push this to everyone. So there is a fix, but you know you can't apply it yourself. So you how long gotta... it take the broadband partners to get it updated, though? Six I mean, years. How, yeah, like how, like how, uh, how quickly do you think these guys are gonna make it happen to get these things fixed? Who knows? Who knows? I mean, the people using these are people who buy their own modems, so they don't have to rent from Comcast or anyone. So they're probably the lowest of low priority. Yeah, and they're not gonna. Yeah. People, they, they may not even know that they have, you know, they're not even, of course, they're not even aware of this, so. Yeah. It's like those those hotels where you can still hack the things. I mean, the hotels, they've never been updated. Most of them haven't been updated. Where you can hack into the uh, the door opening mechanism. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, most of them have been updated. It's This is the kind of thing that's just going to go by the wayside. And people will just remain vulnerable until they replace the device. Yep. All right, so um, there was another there was a vulnerability reported uh, related to F- Mozilla Firefox. It's related to their add-on architecture. So this is it's not really the plugins, but it's the add-ons like uh, we've talked about the add-ons before, like AdBlock Plus or NoScript or you know whatever things like that. Ghostery. Ghostery. Um, so the the platform basically these these things all run using JavaScript, and Firefox does not um, sandbox the things between each other the add-ons. So it's up to the add-ons themselves to sandbox themselves from other add-ons. Turns out AdBlock Plus has done this, so. If you're running AdBlock Plus, it's fully sandboxed from everything else. You know, it has its protections in place, so it's good to go. But pretty much, they they tested a bunch of other add-ons, and all of them were pretty much found to have some kind of vulnerability in them because of this this issue. I mean, how could that be exploited? Like, if you if you exploit one plug or one add-on. Can you get into, like, you use uh, LastPass. Yes. Is that a is that an add-on or just a website that you go to? That's an add-on. Okay. So if one of the other add-ons you used was able to be exploited, in theory someone might be able to get at your LastPass data? Um, is that what the worry is? Yeah, I, I believe so. I believe that one add-on could access the data of another add-on, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. Basically, the problem is that the so like the variables and things that are used when writing JavaScript, they're available to all the add-ons. So right. if I write a variable, you know, call it password password data, it's available to any of the other add-ons that want to use it. They could just have a variable password data and it would be the same one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So unless they've taken steps to protect themselves. So kind of, yeah, kind of bad. Kind of bad. I'm, 
Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if LastPass is actually vulnerable or not. I didn't see it mentioned. Um, so, but I'm sure if it's if it is the the good people at LastPass will probably update it sooner yeah, rather than later. Cut out the, all the unnecessary plugins. I used to have all those weird plugins in there. I mean, I got rid of all of them. All I have is like the three ones that I use, and everything else. If I don't remember, use it, these I aren't plugins; them. they're add-ons. So, uh, well, uh, well, yeah, add-ons like AdBlock and stuff. And technically, yeah, like extensions. So, yeah, like extension, AdBlock yeah. Plus. Like I have AdBlock Plus, HTTPS everywhere, and LastPass. That's it. Right. That's all I have. So. Yeah, and that's good. I mean, I think there's a lot of other random stuff that people get. Like, um, I used to have Tiny Eye, um, an image search tool. Not Tiny Ears. Not, not Tiny Ears, smart guy. <laughs> tiny I, something. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have uh, small meat. Um, download. I had three or four things that downloaded every picture on a website. Um, Why? For downloading stuff from Tumblr. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, he, he understands immediately. <laughs> so, yeah, for downloading everything from Tumblr or for some other website, you know, whatever, that had picture galleries I wanted. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. so I got rid of all of those. I got rid of everything except for I have the Google Voice plugin. Uh, excuse me, not plugin. Add-on. I have the Google Voice, Ghostery, and Adblock Plus. That's it. Mm-hmm. Everything else is gone. Oh, and I have Chrome Tana, which is like makes it so Cortana searches Chrome. But as an update, since our changes of last week, Cortana doesn't do shit anymore. Thank you, Michael. Excellent. That's horrible. It's a, it was a great tool. Wait, what do you mean? Chrome Tana doesn't work, or Cortana in general doesn't? No, Cortana work? doesn't do anything. Like it with when those basically the security stuff we had last. I think last week, the week before last, which was like remove these things from Cortana um, to keep her from reporting information to Microsoft. Oh right, disables her to the point where she doesn't do anything. Like she doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Oh. Anymore. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it sucks because it's actually pretty useful. Like they need to strip out the crap and give you a useful tool. You know, like that's that's a problem, man. Don't bundle fucking nightmare fucking like. Stalkerish Fahrenheit 451 shit inside a good tool because then when I find out I have to get lose the good tool. It sucks, yeah, dude. That's how mm-hmm. they. That's how they get information to make more money off you in the future. Maybe some dork will make a horrible, horrible version of Cortana, and all the other dorks will be like, "Yay, Linux!" There is one actually. <laughs> yeah. It's called Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft. Isn't there yeah. Iris? I yeah, don't know about that. I've used that before. That's horrible. That's the opposite of Siri. Yeah, it's horrible. It's really gross. It's Iris. Yeah, it's not good. It's definitely made by someone in a garage. Um, I will look up Mycroft. Anyway, let's let's continue. Sorry for sidetracking. Oh, no, that's fine. Um, all right, so I don't know if you guys heard about this, but there was malware found in a CCTV camera. And it turns out that this camera is actually the same camera made by, you know, there's it's like one camera made by this one Chinese company, and then mm. it's just rebranded by all these other vendors and sold. So <clears throat> they found this malware in the camera, and basically the way it works is, you know, the cameras are accessible via... 
IP. You know, like they have like a little web server in them. Mm-hmm. So you can go to the when you go to the website of the camera, you know, using your web browser, it loads it loads something that it shouldn't be loading into your web browser. And that's that's where the malware comes into play. So pretty uh pretty awesome. Uh, Way to go China. Yeah. Well, They're in for the long con. <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if uh you know there's a lot more things out there like this that we just don't know about, you know. So they've kind of speculated for a long time that, that China that the China and factories who make these devices uh put stuff on them for them to report home and all kinds of stuff. And look, China's notorious for this kind of passive inf- intelligence gathering. So it wouldn't surprise me if this stuff is out there. Like they kind of blanket the space and then say, "Okay, well, maybe we'll maybe it'll bear fruit, maybe it won't." You know what I mean? Yeah, like what information do they want? All of it. Yeah, everything. Because, you know, why wouldn't they? They'll figure out a way to use it in the future. Mm-hmm. So, uh, last, last item here in the Stranger Danger is the a new kind of ransomware called Petya. And this one is uh this one's a lot of fun actually. So instead of just encrypting your files and being like, "Ha ha. You're effed. Give me some money." This one takes it a step further. It simulates so it it modifies a part of your MFT, the master file record. This exists on on NTFS formatted uh computers. And basically it screws, it messes with that and the MBR, the master boot record. Mm-hmm. So it rewrites that stuff. It, re- it, it blue screens your computer. And then on a reboot, you get a red screen with a skull and crossbones. And it says, hey, guess what? You're effed. Pay me. And... So it's not actually encrypting the files on your hard drive, and it's not encrypting the entire hard drive, but it's basically encrypting the MBR and and the MFT. And the MFT is like the directory for where everything is on the hard drive. (sighs) Yeah, it it like prevents your computer from knowing where the files are. Mm -hmm. Even if you took the hard drive out and put it in another computer, like slaved it, uh, you know, it'd be extremely hard, if not impossible, to to get the files back. You you know, you'd have to use some kind of recovery tool to scan the hard drive and see if it can read any of the files. So, you know, of course, it says, "Hey, f you, pay me." You know, and then, <laughs> but it turns out the person who made it, or the team that made it, whatever it is, they made a mistake. So they made a mistake when they made it. I'm not sure exactly what the mistake is. It's very technical. But because of this mistake, you can decrypt it without paying them anything. Really? So so if you do fall victim to this, there are tools available online that allow you to 
undo this without uh, without actually paying the ransom. So, do we know I'll, how how this is being disseminated? Like in an email saying "not a virus." Dot exe. Um, that is a good question. I believe it is being disseminated via via emails with uh, an attachment. I want to say it's a zip file, and then you unzip the zip file, and one of the things in there is is the payload, as they, as they call it. <laughs> um, so, but I mean, what I, from what I was reading, it does give it does present a UAC prompt. So, you know, if you have if you're using probably Vista or higher, you know, you're you should be good to go. Um, you know, it's also be, the old wisdom though. You got to read, man. Well, yeah, you got to read. And so also like, for instance, the way I'm running my windows seven machine here, I'm not actually an administrator. I'm not logged in as an administrator right now. So I would get a prompt and I would say, Hey, you need to type in an administrator's password. And I'd be like, Whoa, what the hell is going on? You know, all I wanted to do was look at this cat picture or whatever. And <laughs> you know, what the hell is this? So that that should tell you something's wrong, you know? Yeah, but your average person is just going to be like, oh, it's asking for a password. Let me type in the password. Mm-hmm. Yep. So anyway, that's uh, that's about it. So if you do fall victim to this, there is a, a decryption tool available online. We have a link in the show notes. So you can check that out. Um. <clears throat> I think this is a good time to uh, take a small break and talk about our new sponsor on the podcast. No, 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 no. Oh, wait. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, James, you talked to the, about them uh, at the top of the hour here. Audible.com. We love them. I've been using them personally for years. Uh, James, I know you have as well. Uh, yeah, I, I love Audible. I have, I'm going to look up here and tell you how many hours I have an Audible spent. It's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, they give you stats and you're uh, in the app. Yeah, I've achieved all levels. I'm a master level. Really? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and this is, uh, mind you, and this is on this phone. Every phone I've achieved master. Because that's one thing that sucks about Audible. The titles don't carry over. But I have 339 titles in my Audible listing category thing. I have all the badges except for two. Oh, Let's yeah. I'm a, I'm a master as well, apparently. Yeah. So there you go. And listening time spent in total on this phone, on this phone, uh, which this is, there's no way that's accurate. Yeah, mine doesn't have it Oh, either. no. Here we go. Two months, 13, two months, 18 days, 13 hours, and 13 minutes. That's how much time I've spent listening. Listening to Audible. Two wow. freaking months worth of... On this phone. On every phone, I probably have, like, you know, two or three months worth of listening time. So, um, I, I love Audible. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, I can't having, can't get enough of it. I'm listening to... I mean, every time we talk about books on this show, it's an Audible book that we're talking about. Um, you can get them, obviously. You can read them as well. But, you know, uh, because uh, Audible's owned by Amazon, so you can... You can get the books uh, through – if you'd like to read books, you prefer to read, then you can get – and you use a Kindle. You can get Amazon and then 
Yeah, you can get it through on the Kindle. Yeah. And then you can get the same audiobook through Audible, and they actually sync. Yeah, so, so it'll stop where you stop or start where you stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It is so, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, last week, I think we talked about... What book did we talk about? We talked about Seven Eves. We mentioned we, that one by Neil we, Stevenson. Yeah, briefly. Yeah, we did. And the other one we we mentioned that I think we mentioned before, but it's worth mentioning again, I think is Snow Crash. Yeah. By Neil Stevenson as well. It's an excellent book. Um, <clears throat> it came out in the early 90s, and it's a sci-fi book, and it gives you a very different, a very interesting, you know, a very interesting look at the future. Uh, the book has damn near everything in it. <laughs> and, you know, I don't want to spoil it, so I'm just going to tell you guys, go check it out. It is, it is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's an it's an excellent book. It's one of my favorites. Um, a, a book that I picked up that I wanted to have read for you guys, so you guys would have would would be able to um, hear about it. But I haven't got a chance to read it. Uh, it's called Rainbow's End by Werner Vinge. Werner Vinge, Werner Vinge, whatever. Um, Werner Vinge. Yeah, a ver- it's pronounced. I would if I was going to read it, I'd say Vinge. V i n g e. Werner Vinge. It's called Rainbow's End. Basically, the book is. It's like the definitive fictional book explaining all kinds of uses of augmented reality. And with HoloLens and all the other things coming up, virtual reality and stuff, this book is kind of a great, um, a very interesting thing for kind of the dreamers out there who like, how could this technology be used? It's supposed to be a great book. I haven't gotten to listen to it yet. Uh, I heard about it on The Verge. I think I mentioned it last week or a couple weeks ago. I did finally get it. I found it on Audible, so I'm going to listen to it. I'll have some information for you about it next week. Um, so far, I mean, I mean, I love Audible though. I absolutely love Audible. I'm a huge fan. Um, if you, if you guys like this show and all jokes aside, cause we love the joke. Um, and this is coming from Evan cause he's the money guy. He's all about money. Um, <laughs> he has his headphones <laughs> out so he cannot hear what I'm saying. So Liar if, stuff. if you like this, if you like this show, um, then Check out Audible. We love it. Like we're huge fans. We're not just trying to sell you something that we haven't tried before, but check it out. Um, it's free for the first month uh, for you to check out. You get, I think, what one or two credits or something like that, Michael. Uh, credit, I credit. believe you get one credit. Yes, yeah, so you get one credit. So you get one free book, and you can go ahead and listen. Listen to that book. You got a month to listen. If you don't like it, freaking cancel it. Whatever, but yeah. go try it out. But you um, get to keep it, the book. You get to keep the book. Yeah, even if you and cancel it. it yeah, so. and it and it helps out um, the IO panel. It helps us buy. It helps us keep Evan in fancy hats and monocles. Um, so we got to do what we got to do to keep this guy happy, man. You know, very important mm-hmm. to living my gentlemanly lifestyle. <laughs> oh, he has correct. one earphone in. God damn it! I thought I was gonna get him. Uh, <laughs> okay, so yeah, but um, absolutely, guys, check it out. Uh, Audible.com. We're huge fans. Uh, we, I even have a book for you guys today we'll talk about later. So, All right. Let me just mention, for you, the listeners of IO Panel Podcasts, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. So, to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash IO Panel. Again, that's audibletrial.com 
slash IO panel for your free audiobook. There you go. I love you guys. See, you guys know I really like Audible because I mentioned all that great stuff about it and did not give you any of the pertinent details you needed to do anything <laughs> with. <laughs> so thank, thank you, Michael, for rescuing it. Um, That's right. Just make sure you go to audibletrial.com/iopanel. That way, they know we sent you, yep. and that way you get the free thirty-day trial. And you sign up. Michael will come to your house. And give you one hour of free computer repair. That's right. Asterix. Below that, I will not do that at all. <laughs> <laughs> it will not it's happen. Like we, we also choose to stipulate this is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. All right. What do we got next on the docket there, Chief? All right. So uh, I just put this in the show notes just because I thought it was funny, um, you know, that Microsoft is going this direction, but, uh, you know, why not? That's where the money is, I guess. There, uh, so, the Microsoft, so, Microsoft has a device called the Microsoft Surface, Surface Pro 3, the Surface Pro 4, and they have a non-pro version also. So, it's their, their, it's sort of a competitor to the iPad, but, except it's way more expensive than an iPad. The advantages, though, to this is that it's a full computer. So it runs the full version of Windows. Now I guess it's 8.1 or probably, well, now it's probably Windows 10. Um, and it has a touch screen and all that good stuff. They've released something they call the Microsoft Signature Type Cover. Okay, this thing is $160. <laughs> now the normal type cover is $120. Just so, just so everyone knows. And what this is, this is a keyboard for the device, but it's also a, a cover, like a magnetic cover, similar to like they have for iPads, but for the Surface Pro device. So this is the signature one, meaning it's the, you know, their highest level, blah, blah, blah. They're a nice fancy one. And we have a link in the show notes. You guys can go check it out if you want. They have a video promoting this that you can watch on YouTube. And this video is so ridiculous <laughs> they're they're basically I saw this I was like oh they're trying to be like Apple because they have someone there talking about it with a British accent it's like oh it's the loveliest it's the best materials ever and then they have some other guy who's German or something who's also talking about it and it's just absolutely ridiculous I mean maybe it's a good product I don't know but it's, like, it's all guys. about style though it's like, it's come on guys style. Yeah, this so is the kind of thing that you buy if you want to let a certain type of people know that you're better than them. But, I, you know, here's the thing. I, it, it's funny because I think Microsoft thinks that's the effect it will have. I think they'll think that this is going to appeal to the, like, uh, Jet Setter elite who have their, their, off, their thing and they want this stuff. And those people out, are out there, right? But... The thing is, I, if I was Microsoft, I'd be more I'd be more focused on how can we get this product product into the market, not how can we add a hundred and sixty dollar shitty cover to it that's the same as the other cover, but just fucking looks like a fucking stone. You know, it's dumb. If you go look at it and see what you think, here's the thing. I challenge you to go out on the street and ask three people at random, do you have a Microsoft Surface? 
they're going to be like, what is a Microsoft Surface? <laughs> and then the answer, the follow-up is going to be, no, I'm not an idiot. You know, I don't have a Microsoft Surface, whatever that is. You know, people are going to be, people aren't, people don't even know what this thing is. You know, if anything, people will know the commercial, the with the guys dancing on the table, and it's like, click, 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 click. Like, they'll know that because they watch Hulu, probably, and they're like, oh, I saw it was nagging me on Hulu every five seconds about this stupid commercial about this god-awful fucking laptop that looks like a shitty tablet, you know? And look, the the Surface is really cool, but I feel like this is a huge miss here, and it's lost. It's it's lost on everybody who's not us, you know, who, like, know what the, ta- the, 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 the Surface is. Mm-hmm. The product, the Surface Pro, uh, is actually very good hardware, but it's kind of expensive. And if you're going to buy an expensive two-in-one, basically, people are most likely going to go to Apple for that. I think Microsoft is trying to add some more style to their products, but they're—I don't really view them as a style company. They're functional. Apple's the style company. Yeah. The first thing, when uh, Mike sent me the link, the first thought, I was like, that looks really sweaty. So to me, it looked like a combination of like a microfiber cloth and a wool sock that goes over your laptop. Yeah. It doesn't disgusting. look disgusting. It does yeah, look it, disgusting. It's not a good, it's not a, lo- a good looking piece of equipment. And to me, like they would be better off going on like today we're releasing suede you know like a nice suede or a leather like leather like a classic leather thing with a pad in it people be like wow there's a pad and it's made of leather yes i'm an elite prick who smashes mothers of two into the ground in my law firm this is for me like those people would buy that but you have it looks like it looks like fucking stone or granite i mean i get it but I'm not impressed. I'm just like very confused with the whole thing. I watched their conversation. I watched Michael and Evan's conversation in the Google chat talk about sweaty. And I was like, what are they talking about? And I looked and I clicked the link. I was like, it does look sweaty. And I was like, <laughs> it totally does. It just, it, it looks hot and uncomfortable. And it looks like, you know, when you see that person who wears flannel, flannel pajamas and sleeps on flannel sheets in the summertime, you're like, come on, guy. Soaked. Anyway. Yeah, soaked. <laughs> Sopping wet. <laughs> Sopping. Oh, my. All right. So, uh, in the in the spirit of uh, James's uh, earlier entry, I put a link here in the show notes uh, to an article that I have not read. <laughs> About, uh, it's called The Sugar Conspiracy. So... It's basically an article that talks about sugar is bad, carb carbs are bad, and but how come we don't know this? And so it talks about what happened. Um, that's what I, I got think, from the first I mean, couple think, sentences of that of the article. I think we that don't I read. know it because it's not the. <laughs> You're not supposed to think outside the box when you're in school and learning about nutrition and everything. At least that's kind of the way it was when I think we were all in school. Like health class? Yeah. I mean, there's so much money from the sugar emporium I just made up going going into the FDA. You said the sugar emporium. Yeah. Yeah. There's sugar in everything. And just in general, if you – 
sugar itself is not necessarily bad for you if you have it in its natural form, which is most likely with a lot of uh, fiber also, like an apple. It's got a decent amount of sugar, but it's got a lot of fiber, and that's how your body should uh, ingest it. So, like, if you juice, juice, <laughs> and have, like, juice, like, four apples and drink it, you're drinking straight sugar. You get none of the, the benefits of the fiber. Um, so, b- studies have been done when you eat sugar your brain has a very, very similar reaction to what it would show if you were doing cocaine. So it is very addictive. Uh, if you, I can attest, if you have been on a, a sugar-filled lifestyle for many years and then cut it out of your diet and go very low-carb, for a couple of days you have something similar to withdrawal symptoms. Called the sugar shakes. Yes, the sugar shakes from the sugar shack. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> um, it also, it, it makes you want to eat more. You don't get full. It makes you feel not full. So if you like, you know, a lot of people will say, if you eat Chinese food, you're just going to be hungry an hour later. If you eat a bunch of rice or, you know, if you make yourself, uh, between us, a, a box of pasta and, and eat it, you know, you'll be stuffed. And then you'll crash, but like two hours later, you'll be like, fuck, I'm really hungry. But you just ate like four pounds of pasta. So you don't get full. So you eat more, which makes it easier for companies to put more sugar in their products. So you buy more and they make more money. And it's cheap. You know, actually, in this country, a lot of the uh, sugar, and especially, I bet, I bet most of it, is actually comes from corn. I'm pretty sure, well... You know, high fructose corn syrup and all that? Yes. Corn and uh, beets are the primary sources of sugar. Ugh. Beets? Yeah, sugar beets. Oh, James, you've been having <laughs> you've been having cornflakes sprinkled with beets. Ugh, that's horrible, <laughs> man. You ruined sugar for me. I shall never sugar again. Good. I'm glad I could contribute to your life. <laughs> Uh, Uh, yeah, it's, it's one of the worst things for you in general, unfortunately, because it's so delicious. Yeah, it's (laughs) wonderful. I'm drinking a beer right now and I'm like, man, there's so much sugar in this. It's blueberry, blueberry beer. (laughs) It's full of sugar. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I have a link somewhere. I, I put it in the show notes. Um, there were studies done on, I think, 53 groups of individuals over the last, uh, I want to say, 20 years or so, um, examining, uh, you know, everyone's like, oh, fat makes you fat, eat the eat a low-fat diet and you'll lose weight. Well, it's kind of not true. Um, if you, the, the study shows a general, um, what am, I, what am I trying to say? It's better to eat higher fat and lower carb than lower fat and higher carb. Statistically speaking, the folks who were on the low carb, higher fat diet lost more weight. So you're saying this whole bread diet I'm on is going to work? Yeah. I'm sorry. 
Hmm. Start, but, you know, don't go through withdrawals. Just cut down on half of your bread consumption. He's like, I'm just having, he's like, bread and beer, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, bread and beer. I'm trying to replace all the corn in my body with wheat products. I've been drinking Guinness Stout, a bread beer. (laughs) (laughs) A beer that cuts like a bread. (laughs) (laughs) I just put a dollop of butter in it. (laughs) There we go. I'm all about that. Well, yeah, we know Evan, yeah, he's, he's all about that. We know that. Yeah, sugar is bad for you. Eat as little of it as you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely. As I sit here and drink my Coca-Cola. No, I'm kidding. Um, well, you know, a lot of people are like, they'll spend $5 on a big thing of, you know, healthy juice in the produce section of a grocery store. Like, oh, it's good for me. It's juice. That fucking thing has like four cans worth of soda, or four sodas worth <laughs> of sugar in it. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it's just a sweet mess. And all the, you know, all the good stuff is gone. Although I make smoothies like every day with real fr- with real fruit and it probably is annihilating everything too, but. Well, you um, feel good. You feel excellent for like a couple hours, right? Um, yeah, but I put a lot of other stuff in my smoothies. It's like barely any fruit. Like there's like a banana. Okay. Like a banana and like uh, a half a cup of blueberries and the rest of it is like chemicals. So. Okay. <laughs> you know. Chemicals? Just whatever I got under the sink, you know. I depend little, on yeah, yeah. a little bleach, a little uh, raid, you know. Ajax. Ajax. <laughs> for the I, like I like my smoothies sour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lime away. Uh, Comet. Sour and chalky. <laughs> oh. no, no, I put a uh, men's mega vitamin, uh, vitamin powder in there, and then uh, they have something called Lean Shake. I put that in there. So okay. it's like a meal replacement. So kind it's probably of got a lot of fiber in it, so that's good. Yeah, it's got fiber. It's got a little bit of everything in there. And uh, uh, the, really the fruit is for for uh, for taste more than anything else. Um, but yeah, that, that's what I do. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, those I used to live off of those store-bought smoothies thinking I was doing something really great for my body. But it's full of sugar. It's nothing but sugar. You know, and, and I, even now I'm like super careful. I'm like, how much fruit am I eating? Then mm-hmm. I'm just like eating fruit because a lot of people think, oh well, maybe I'll just eat fruit. fruit. You know, here's yeah. a here's fruit's thing: full we of sugar. yeah, fruits full of sugar. We can't, as a society, it's kind of hard because everyone has their own way. They like everyone has a way they think. Oh, this is the way to lose weight. This is the way to be healthy. And the reality is, you kind of have to find a sweet spot, a balance of smart eating and exercise. That's how you lose weight. You don't lose weight by saying, I'm going to cut blah. I'm never going to eat this ever again. I'm going to only have a banana-only diet. It's not going to work. You know what I mean? Like, you need – I mean, my girlfriend was just in the hospital because um, – a while back because she had uh, – she cut off – she cut off red meat for uh, for Lent when she was eating red meat almost every day. She cut red meat out of her diet, and then she went to the hospital for an iron deficiency. And there, the doctor's like, "What did you do?" She's like, "Well, I've had red meat in like forty-five days." And she's like, "Well, the guy's like, well, there you go. Especially if you only eat red, a lot of red meat." And she did, you know. So we got to find a sweet spot for us. I mean, it's mm-hmm. all about balance. I mean, obviously the ke- the ketosis is, has some there's some miracle stuff going on with that there, but that seems like that's a high high level skill for somebody like who really wants to who's really dedicated. You know, to keep your body in ketosis from what everything I've read and heard. I'm sure Evan will chime in and say it's really easy. And anyone it's not easy. No, 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 no. It's not easy. Of course not. Okay. 
No, it's, it's so easy, James. God, no. you're such a loser. No, <laughs> no it's a con for for anyone you know. Well, not to be offensive, but anyone like us, it's a constant daily fight. Oh yeah, absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. If, so if, you, for if people, you've been eating for anybody who's been eating a certain way their whole life, and it's like, guess what, Jack? You're wrong. You know, you get you got to eat this way now. It's you know, not even it's, a matter of are you wrong. If we're gonna like really get into this, let's get into it. I mean, it's not even a matter of being wrong. It's just a matter <laughs> oh. of like. I mean, first of all, we're all big. For everyone who doesn't know, we're all big guys. Like all of us are like pretty big. We're all big guys. Like, we're members we're, of the Largeman Corporation. Yeah, the Largeman Corporation. Um, CEO, group, Operation Treasury. Yeah, the Largeman Group. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we're, we're big guys, and you know, weight loss and eating right is a battle. I mean, it sucks to be big. It's an uphill battle every day. It's like, ugh, I don't want soda. Don't eat. Don't drink soda. It's like, ugh, you know, uh, don't want to eat. Let's 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 buy salad instead of like two cases of ramen, which would last me a month. You know, I can have two packs of ramen every day, and that'd be great. No, it's all sugar, salt, and garbage. You know, and it's like a constant battle every day, at least for me, to find to to, to eat the right thing and not put garbage in my body. And I fail every day. You know, I mean, this morning I had hibachi for breakfast, sushi for breakfast, uh, ice cream immediately after that, and now <laughs> I'm drinking a bunch of beer. So I mean, it's just like not you know total a total loss of the loss of loss of purpose today for me. Well, at um, least a lot of that is actual food. You know, there might be some sugar in the sauces and stuff like that, but it's I, not like you're eating bags of Hershey's every day. Well, I just ate a bag of that popcorn covered in cheese. So Okay. Was, you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, let's be honest here. <laughs> you know, I bought myself a bag of that popcorn covered in cheese and my girlfriend a bag of Doritos. So, you know, not doing good. Not doing great. Well, just try to do better tomorrow. Yeah. And if you don't, just do better the next day. Yep. And if not, just freaking quit and eat whatever you want yeah. to die. Three days and out. Yeah, exactly. Go ham. Yeah, go get some ham. Get stuff like a ham and There's die. nothing wrong with ham. <laughs> oh, ham's, ham's wonderful. Ham's wonderful. Just not ham like honey great. cured ham. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Gotta have That's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> it is good. It's great. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. It is good. It's bad for you. It's great. But it. you know, in this household, we cook we cook our ham with uh... Coleman's mustard. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I've had your ham. There's mustard in that ham. That it's is correct. Be Coleman's. The secret blower ingredient. <laughs> That's right. That is correct. That is correct. That's right. Bring us around to our main, the most important sponsor, Coleman's mustard. It can't be beat. It's the mustard yellow. Wonderful treat. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is not a sponsor. We're going to get so get so sued by that company one day. This is... No, they love me. The day we get sued, I'll say that's the day we won. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, look what was... came in the mail. He's like, I'm so happy. Yeah. <laughs> Got a tear coming out of his eye. More than seven people listen to this show. <laughs> But one of them is the CEO of Coleman's. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. He's uh, like, by God, who are these chaps? Yeah, so <laughs> since um, exactly. I want to come back to something about uh, weight loss in a second, but since we're on the subject of Coleman's, I'm willing to run a contest for the for the listener who submits the most creative use for Coleman's mustard. 
I will provide you with a year's supply, which I equate to 12 jars, one per month. I will send it to you. Um, some suggestions are Coleman's Roasted Almonds, <laughs> Eyeliner, Fake Mustaches, etc. You can use them as chess pieces. You just have to use Coleman's Mustard in a creative way, and you have a chance at winning this contest. So think way outside the box. Yes. Hashtag Coleman's Mustard Contest. Hashtag IO Panel. Um, we'll put more details on the uh, on the website, iopanelpodcast.com. Make sure when you tweet this, you tweet at us and Coleman's Mustard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We'll put their we'll put their Twitter account on uh, on our website as well. Mm-hmm. We're very good friends of theirs. Because why the hell not? <laughs> They know we're a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as I was alluding to before we got started, Mike was asking me about my uh, progress. Uh, let me see. In the last, I guess, two months, two, three, about two, maybe nine weeks, um, I'm just down about 24 pounds. But I don't have any measurements for this week, and I don't know for sure if I'll be able to get accurate information in the future because when I went to the gym uh, this past Friday the machine was gone. So, gone? Yes, gone. It was not on the floor. I, I walked around the entire facility seeing if they hid it in a corner and could not find anything. So I have not called or revisited to find out, you know, ask one of the trainers. Is your if, is your gym an unmanned gym? Are there no employees there? Or? No, there's employees there 24-7. Did you ask one of them? They wouldn't know. Well, they wouldn't know. They just work there, huh? Correct. <laughs> okay. No, the, the people there, so I go, like, after work on Fridays, so I get there about midnight. And the uh -huh. people there are basically there to check you in. Mm -hmm. and, you know, fold towels and do laundry and clean. They're not trainers, or they have nothing to do with that. And make sure make sure you don't have sex with one of the machines. Yes. You said have <laughs> sex with one of the machines? Yeah. Okay. Some people go deep with weight training, man. Oh! <laughs> they're, they're getting jacked. <laughs> yeah. <Entendre. Yeah. laughs> okay. Uh, so I still need to call back and inquire... As to where it went. Maybe it's being repaired. Maybe they put it in the closet next to the trainer's desk. I have no idea. Um, hopefully they didn't just get rid of it. Because I found it to be very useful. Now, what does this machine do? Um, it is a combination scale and uh, body fat uh, percentage measuring device. It's probably broken. I feel like a gym must have one of those. Well, not all gyms. At Planet Fitness, there are no scales. Because uh, we believe... Because you're you beautiful just the you're... way you are. Exactly. That's right. So why the fuck are you coming to the gym? They're like Average Joe's Gym, you know? Like in, uh, in that movie. <laughs> Dodgeball. Are, is Dodgeball. Planet Fitness the one that has, like, Pizza Tuesdays? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. What does that mean, Pizza Tuesdays? They order pizza. Oh. It means literally, like you you could go in there and they have. Oh, you want a slice of pizza? You know, <laughs> sure. Like I'd like eight slices, please. <gasps> <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I'm gonna eat them all here. Was that Although, the job never, security? Yeah, I've never, yeah, I've never seen that when I was there. But maybe, maybe that's only during the day or something. You know, I usually Is go there pretty, eating them? pretty late at night. Yeah, people I don't eat know. them. I've seen eating, pictures. I eating mean, I've what? never been there. The pizza? Yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen pictures online. Like I've seen pictures of people sitting at exercise equipment, eating a slice of pizza. Like, so weird. What is going on? Like, <laughs> we have like donut Thursdays. Or something? I don't, what is going on? It's so weird. I don't That's know. what we'll have for for our gym. And by gym, I mean cafeteria. The Largeman gym. Yeah. Say so we work out your mouth. That's right. Uh, that's, that sounds <laughs> wrong, Josh but you know, ripped. whatever. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, God. That's Mouth great. workouts brought to you by cold and mustard. <laughs> oh, that's that's right. So, okay. Well, Evan, yeah, you'll have to keep us posted about this uh, this machine. Yeah. Know, and see what the deal is with it. I also need to stop being lazy and actually go there and work out or swim or do something. Oh, not just, you know, go there. Measure yourself and then leave. Yep. Oh, is that what you've been doing? Yes. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. No, I can't say. I go to the gym, make a, heart, a half-hearted effort, and then leave. When was the last yeah. time you went to the gym and made a half-hearted effort? Many, many weeks ago. <laughs> many, many, many weeks. weeks I mean, many months. At least two. And yeah. where's this gym? Uh, at my workplace. Is it nowhere? No, okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, that your job? Yeah. Yeah, that's job. Yeah. I bet though that might be a little intimidating, man. It is. It is. Especially it's your of, your job, you know. There's a lot of, a lot of ripped dudes walking around there. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking like, I mean, everyone's ripped. It's just me, and I'm just like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I've been going to Planet Fitness for the last um, I don't know, month, month and a month and a half, something like that. With uh, one of my buddies, who um, he's a member, and when you're, if you're a certain, there's basically two membership levels, basic and not basic. Um, so he's a not basic member, and so he is able to bring a guest with him every time he goes to the to the gym. It's awesome. You squatting three plates yet? So <laughs> no, I'm doing mostly, uh, you know. Concentrating mostly on cardio, but um, also doing, working on some of the weight machines, just, you know, like the Smith machine, you know, that one's, mm -hmm. makes lifting a little easier. Um, and then, you know, just other random machines here and there, just. Mm -hmm. I think cardio is where it's at. Doing what we can. Well, yeah, but you want to, you know, you want to make sure you have at least some. Some, you know, you, some tone, some definition, you know. I mean, it doesn't have to be crazy. <laughs> you know, it also depends. If you're, if you're like, running and going, you know, going all out, that is not actually that good for you in most no, cases, no. unless you're a, you know, super athlete. You shouldn't do that. I mean, but, I, I would just go. Oh, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I mean. Just hit the treadmill but and for, walk, for, for folks like us, the <laughs> optimal, if you're just going by your heart rate, to be in the optimal, you know, fat burning zone is anywhere from like 110 beats a minute to like 130 or 40. So that, you know, you can still have a conversation with that 
So if you're out of breath, you can probably even get better results by toning it down just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you guys. I've I've just been using the the I've been using the treadmill, but I've been basically walking on the treadmill. That's fine. Um, and my do you incline? You know, I I have not been, but I need. You I'm, don't even incline, bro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna add that the next time I go. Actually, um, and you know those machines, there, you know all these treadmills are so fancy that it can measure your heart rate. So yeah. I do that, you know, I don't do it the whole time, but I put my hands in the right place and let it measure. And usually I'm about around 140, 145, something like that. Oh, it's a good range. So yeah, getting, and of course I feel like a dumbass cause my, my heart rate is that high and I'm, I'm just walking really, but you got to start somewhere, right? So yeah, you, yep. you just build up to your, you build up to whatever, you know, you don't, there's no reason to go mm-hmm. like, I, I look, uh, that's one thing about my gym that I like. Nobody's like, "Hey, what's up, fatty?" You know, <laughs> Nobody, <laughs> nobody's doing that. Well, yeah, like, no one's doing that either. Where I'm at, they're so. like, they're like, whatever. They're like, it's great that you're in the gym. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. So you just yeah. go to the gym, you freaking go in the, in the machine and just walk. You know, the the problem with my gym is there's not enough machines. You know, so it sucks. There's always like a million people waiting to get on the machine. But yeah, you get in there, you walk, and do your pace. You know, I, I don't go out there and go ham. You're not gonna freaking lose weight like that. All you're gonna do is get. You're gonna you're gonna do it, and you're gonna be like, "Wow, I want to kill myself," and you're never gonna go back. You know? mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. You could change it up too, like if, if you set it for, you know, two point five or three miles an hour flat for three minutes, and then keep the speed the same, and do like a five incline for one minute, and then bring it back down and keep cycling that way. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Why not? Yep. Why not? All right. So, uh, James, I think you wanted to talk to us about a... Some video games. Before before we do that, let me mention this. I just bought this today, so I'm going to talk about it in more in depth next week. But I just picked up... <laughs> And no one will be able to see this except for the other guys, but this guy right here. See a blue light? A speaker? Oh, man, they sold those at the grocery store. (laughs) It's the Polaroid Wi-Fi speaker tower. (laughs) What the hell did you buy? (laughs) It was $39 at a store called Ollie's (laughs) that sells, yeah, bargain garbage, and they have puns all over the wall. It's like, one of the puns, like, it was like, what's the porpoise? And it had, like, a picture of an old man riding a porpoise. I was like, okay. (laughs) It's like, puns like that all over the walls. So anyway, Ollie's was selling this. I tried it out. Every third, like, sounds like, click, click, click. I'm like, ugh, great. (laughs) My girlfriend was with me. She's like, don't buy this. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. I'm like, it's going to be great. 39 bucks can't beat it. I love a bargain. So I bought it. I haven't really tested it too much. I just listened to it briefly for today. The sound quality is good, except for it has some like interference issues, which I got to figure out if there's a thing I can work it out or if it's a temper thing or whatever. It's very interesting. We'll see. I'll let you guys know how it is. It's the Polaroid speaker tower, Wi-Fi. Why Polaroid is making Wi-Fi speaker towers that are super cheap with garbagey speakers in them? I don't know, but maybe they. Just but you have to have one. Of- well, you know, I figured they're raiding a bunch of Honda Accords at junkyards and popping their speakers out. 
and putting them in these towers. And that's, that's where this thing came together. That would probably sound better. You know? So, yeah. A like new 1994 Honda Accord speaker. <coughs> that's right. And I feel like, I mean, the speed, the sound quality is good, honestly. But there's, you hear, like, popping, but you can tell it's an interference pop, not a speaker pop. So, I don't know. It's yet to be figured out what the deal is with that. I haven't haven't really put it through its test. Probably this later this week when uh, I have time, when I come home, I'll start playing music on it, like, seriously. But, mm. yeah. So, anyway, I'll, I'll I'll get you guys pictures and stuff of that for the blog uh, so you guys can see. And then there'll be more detail. Maybe I'll tear it down. I won't and... tear it down. No, <laughs> what, is, what, is, it's, what is the purpose of this device? Basically, it's a, it's four speakers your phone can sync up with. That gives you like all over the house sound. Is it it's Wi-Fi very, or is it Bluetooth? It's it's uh, Bluetooth, Bluetooth enabled. Sorry, I said Wi-Fi, and it comes with a little remote control, which I poured beer on just now. <laughs> it's excellent. It yeah, it's it comes with a little remote. Um, it's now seasoned. Yeah, it's it's lost. It's actually now lost. Um, <laughs> but it, it comes with a small remote that does volume, skip the song, whatever. More than likely, though, you're gonna have your phone. You can do all that with your phone. So, um, it's it's cool. Um, it's volume control does add a little amplification to the volume and stuff. It's nice. And wh- where Still did forward. you buy this? At Ollie's. It is not a global chain. And how do you spell the name of the store? Uh, like a creepy uncle. It's O L I E S. I think Ollie's, like that. Ollie's. Um, yeah. Ollie's bargain outlet. Get good yes. stuff cheap. Yeah. Ollie's dot us. It's a hell of a yeah. motto. What's the porpoise? Oh my god, this place <laughs> looks ridiculous. Yeah, it is ridiculous. Wow. Put the link in there. Maybe they'll get some. Maybe we'll get them some business. Ask them if they want to sponsor us. Here's the funny thing. This was an impulse buy thing at the fucking register. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a stack of these at the register. Like we don't know what to do with this. So here you go. Put it by the register. You know. So that was by the register. Wow. Um, and I picked one up. And uh, did you buy anything else at the store? Uh, I bought a pair. I bought a package of so- uh, tube socks <laughs> <laughs> and a shower curtain and a shower internal shower curtain. Yeah. Oh, they got a Florida store now. Nice. Sarasota baby. On the website. They don't have any of their puns on the website. The cool thing about Ollie's is, since we apparently are talking about Ollie's, the cool thing about Ollie's is <laughs> they have a hodgepodge of all kinds of random stuff for cheap, for pretty cheap, like. Furniture, apparently Bluetooth speaker towers, uh, popcorn. All the necessities. Um, all the necessities of your Walmart lifestyle and being a idiot, they've got it all there. So it's definitely a good, great place to go. Um, they claim they have great deals. I don't think they have great deals, but they have reasonable deals. You know, whatever. Hmm. Yeah, they don't have any of their puns on the website, but if you go in the store, man, the source wall-to-wall puns. It's ridiculous. It's like puns everywhere, and they're the worst puns. Like, I feel like if I meet Ollie, he'd just be like the worst pun guy. It'd just be ridiculous. So you and guys I, know the company Remington, right? Yes. The what, gun company. The gun company, yes. And the razor company. And yes. And the razor company. So apparently they're also the sheet company that makes sheets for your bed. And they Camo they have them, they have them for cheap at Ollie's. See, that's diversification <laughs> of bonds right there. <laughs> As Wu Tang Financial said, "Diversify your bonds." Bleep. Yep. 
Exactly. So now it says here when it's gone, it's gone. Oh yeah. So here's a set a set of of sheets for a twin bed. It's eight ninety nine. One hundred percent polyester. Oh, nice. What's the uh, what's the thread count? Two hundred five. Uh, I don't think it says. It says bring the spirit of the outdoors into your bedroom. <laughs> that so... means burlap <laughs> <laughs> or grass. <laughs> Horrible! The spirit of the outdoors, dude. The third count is two. It's got to be horrible. They have they have for twin, full, queen, and king. Jesus, do you want to punish your body? Do you want to rash in the morning? Go on down to Ollie's for the Remington sheets. They're gonna be great. Eight ninety nine, zero thread count listed. Bring the outdoors into your home. And they must have got this shit from God knows where. But they have some more stuff. Like I see some seat covers here. <laughs> But made by Browning. A dumpster behind a fucking Walmart? <laughs> yeah, it could be. Could oh, be. Oh, boy. I the don't winner know. of the contest, I'm going to one-up. The winner of the Coleman's contest, I will throw in something from for something from Ollie's. <laughs> I will purchase something random from Ollie's and supply it. Awesome. I found your, I found your uh, Bluetooth speaker. Oh, Michael, your Christmas present came from Ollie's. Your book about Star Trek came from really? Ollie's. They have, a, they have a massive book section. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. They have uh, headphones. Did you see those? The Polaroid headphones? Yes, I did. I did not buy them. I did, did you buy them. the did you buy the rugged speaker? Oh no. <laughs> they have a rugged Bluetooth speaker also. No, I didn't get that one. Oh, okay. No, you got the you got the bigger one. This other one's yeah. smaller. Yeah. I didn't get a Star Trek book. Oh, I, got a, I got a cookbook on how to use semen. Yeah, you got the semen cookbook. Because you, you like to cook, I know. Yeah. Oh and my I don't God. live down there, so you can punish other people with that cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh yeah. from the source. Yep. Hey, guys, if you want to get a great book, Natural Harvest, Cooking with Semen. That's what that book is all about. So a Cooking with Semen is called Natural Harvest. You can buy that on Amazon. It is a real book. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right, let's jump into these uh, things. We're we're sidetracking hardcore as we as we uh, as we do. Um, yeah, let's talk about a little gaming. Um, yes. Bethesda Software slash ID Software had a Doom uh, open beta for free this weekend. Um, originally, the first time I played it was their like the Doom pre-alpha last year at QuakeCon. Just uh, probably 10 months ago and it was okay didn't play very well gameplay was kind of shoddy with their recent trailers on youtube it looks it looked so much better so i jumped on it when uh when the open beta came around played it for about an hour um sadly well it has improved dramatically over the pre-alpha however there are still things that basically make it a a console game on PC. So, um, I believe the James said <laughs> that he read somewhere that it was a an arena arena shooter for the Call of Duty generation, which I subsequently said was accurate. The maps look great. 
they're fun to play. Uh, the two game modes they have for the free play, Team Deathmatch uh, and Warpath, pretty good. Warpath is interesting because it's kind of like you have to defend uh, a certain area of the map, which is not new in in games. But what they do with this one is that area moves around the map. So you have to keep moving with it and defending the spot, which I thought was that was pretty cool. Um, so in addition to the maps looking great, the weapons are cool, um, good good cinematography, excellent graphics, um, good weapon balance, but the the movement is so slow. It's like there's no there's no option to run. You just walk everywhere. You can kind of double jump, and if you if you jump near a ledge, it shows an animation of your character grabbing the ledge and climbing up, which is cool. Again, not innovative. Um, but like I said, the movement is so slow. the The field of view is like putting your hands next to your eyes. It's like so so close. Everything looks so, but you can't see anything around you. So. You know, if you like that kind of thing, you have to be on a constant swivel. Um, I personally don't. I'm spoiled from playing, you know, Quake for 15 years. You can configure everything. So I have, like, a massive, huge view when I play. Uh, the game physics are such that, you know, if you if you move a certain way, you gain speed. You can move faster, launch yourself up with rockets, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think with a couple of tweaks larger field of view or you know more configurability and faster movement doom could be a lot of fun um i think it'll maybe see a couple of competitions um i don't know if it'll be at this year's QuakeCon, but maybe next year's and perhaps the following years but i it, i don't see it have having any uh lasting power like Quake 3 or Quake Live or Counter-Strike uh, CSGO had. It won't be anywhere near, you know, a 15-year lifespan, which sucks. Well, most games don't have a 15-year lifespan. True, but for the, for the last 12 or 13 years, everyone's been waiting for... Since Quake 3 was such a massive success for its time... Everyone's been waiting for a follow-up, like the next generation, you know, competitive uh, shooter. So, Doom 3, this this Doom's predecessor, was released in 2004 and was garbage. Like, utter garbage. The, it, was, it was slow, all the maps were dark, it saw one competition, and then immediately no one, no one played it anymore. The following year, 2005, Quake 4 was released. And that was made by uh, Raven Software. So that was not an, that was not an id Software um, solo game. I honestly liked Quake 4, but they released it too soon. There were... There was actually quite a few people playing, like, when it came out, which is to be expected. But... The movement mechanics, no one knew about. Every, you know, everyone was trying to strafe jump and everything, and there were issues with uh, gameplay and, and servers and lag and everything. And by the time that uh, its ability to be a competitive game came out of the shadows, there was movement-wise, there was something called crouch sliding, which lets you maintain your speed going around corners, 
by crouching as you hit the ground and you just like slide around it, which is awesome. It makes for incredible capture the flag games. But by the time these things were worked out, there were like 200 players left. So it, it took a couple of patches and by that time everyone abandoned it. You know, hindsight is 2020, but if they would have waited to release a, a better, like a full game for a couple months, you know, Quake 4 might have gotten a lot more popular. Hmm. How would you feel if we saw a a Quake 5 that was crowdfunded with no big company support? Because I think that's what it would take to make the Quake that you want to play or make the Doom that you want to play. We kind of, I mean, look, we obviously know Quake and Doom are two different things, right? But I think Evan and myself being kind of old school and I played the first Quake and I played the first Doom, uh, even though I didn't play at Evan's level and didn't play uh, in tournaments or anything like that and really didn't care about the multiplayer at all, I, you kind of expect a certain level of gameplay from, you know, I kind of thought, you know, and I haven't played it yet, uh, but I kind of assumed that when they released the new Quake game that we were going to see everything we wanted to see, everything that made Quake Live, everything that made there be a Quake Live, you know, everything that made Quake 3 say, okay, we're going to keep this going for 15 years, we're going to build an entire fucking con around it, we're going to build an entire universe and world around it where people love this game so much that, you know, it is the beginning of esports as we know it, you know, um, like I kind of expected them to kind of capitalize on that, and they didn't. They missed it. They missed the ball apparently. And there's certain like a certain crowd they should have appealed to, which was that crowd of people who are like, yeah, we're gonna play this game for 15 or 16 years. You know what I mean? We're gonna keep talking about this game till we're 60 because that's what our generation does. We've been playing these games. We're gonna keep playing it because you know right now the cycle is like, oh, you put out a game, okay, great. In, t- in two years, nobody cares about it. Let's put out another game. You know, and they, and yeah, they missed the mark of Quake 4. They probably should have been like, okay, let's wait. Let's make it good. You know, I would like to see a game like that very much. Um, I think it would take a lot of fighting for someone at Bethesda to sort of champion the cause that, you know, do not design this for consoles, which is probably where they, they're going to make 80% of their money from people who buy the game on consoles. Really, though? Well, well there you I, go. There's your problem. I don't think I, so, though. I don't think they're going to make money from consoles. I think they. I think that they will short-sightedly design it for consoles, but I think console users won't play Quake. I think the people who play Quake are people who are going to, like, sit down and play Quake are PC people and people like, you know, people who've been playing Quake forever. You know, yeah. and people who stop playing games because Quake is the last game of its style. Like back in that day, there was like fifteen or twenty games that were all very similar, a similar style that Quake and Doom kind of like for like like are the forerunners of. And then after that, nobody did it again. You know, so well, you can't you yeah. can't play you, you can't play. The, yeah, it's no, Unreal I mean, Tournament. Yeah, but come on, man. Who's so the thing play? that makes the Quake series excellent is. It's fast-paced and exciting, and it has great multiplayer. Unreal Tournament looked cool, but the movement was so clunky. It's mm. like you're walking around in a weight vest. You know, they, they had some interesting aspects, and I don't hate it by any means, but if there was a new a new Quake developed, and you know, I think there will be a Quake 5, 
if they have someone in power who can say, let's make these elements a priority, like configurability, fast-paced, um, you know, pretty good weapon balance, and good multiplayer. I personally don't give a shit about single-player storylines. I'm probably the minority. Um, but, it, you know, I hope that I'll see that game in a couple years. I hope that this inevitable failure of Doom... Uh, will not be like the the death of uh, FPS shooters because it is a different looking Call of Duty, like the same game that's been out for the last eight years. Mm-hmm. And see, you know, here's the thing, right? I think there's a really refined. Obviously, you know, Evan represents a refined a level of player that has refined the art to a high level who's like, yeah, I know what Quake is supposed to be like. I know what this game should be like. I know, because look, if you look at this game, it looks like a Quake game. You know, it looks like Quake. It looks like how you'd think, oh, this is going to be like Quake looks. You know what I mean? This is going to be a Quake-esque. From the trailers and stuff, it has a Quake-esque feel to me. So I feel like they were trying to make something to appeal to that audience, and they did. But then, yeah, I guess if you play it, the thing is, if you're a Quake person and you know, you know what I mean, you know, like, you know, like how fast it is, how like the rocket, like rocket jumping is a gimme, right? Rocket jumping should be in the game. It's a gimme. Like that's like a freebie that they should use and they should take. And that's an obvious one, you know, Um, to me, I, I view playability as the most important aspect. If the game looks awesome, that's even you know that's a bonus that's even better and you know what james just said that it looks like a quake game absolutely true it does playability is not very good and that's a a deal breaker yeah Hmm. that's a problem if you're gonna look like quake then you better fucking play like quake um i mean at doom i mean i don't know they're both from id right so yeah doom was like you're like well what's the difference between these two games when i think about doom had its own identity back in the day when you had games like uh Unreal and uh, the Kung Fu, I forgot the name of the game. Uh, it's a game with an Asian guy. He's an Asian Kung Fu master who beats up people. And uh, Ninja Gaiden? Not Ninja Gaiden. Uh, it was a first-person shooter. I can't remember the name of it. Um, there was a Killer Oni? Monks in there. Not not Oni. Forget, you're never going to guess it. Don't even try. Um, but, Serious uh, Sam. Not Serious Sam, but Serious Sam is like would be one of the games who falls into this, even though it came way after, it's one of these games that fall into the same vibe as those games. Like, there's this bunch of games that are all very similar, and this was one of them. And so it it had its own identity among those games because it was like this kind of like, you're, you're a space marine, and you're doing this space thing, and you're in space, spacing it up, and you're trying to space this spacing space. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's that what was they did the with thing. Halo. I mean, that's but, but that was the whole thing with Doom. Yeah. You know, right. and then Doom kind of like lost its track when Quake became so a successful mega franchise that Doom lost its focus and it still has its focus loss. Like they they released this game to appeal to this audience and they said, yeah, we're it's a Doom. It looks like it's Doom, but it looks a lot like Quake. I mean, I looked at it, I was like, this is like Quake. You know, mm-hmm. it's a Quake rehash. You know what I mean? They're trying to appeal to Quake multiplayers. You know, they're trying to appeal to this whole asleep community 
that has been playing Quake Live that keeps Quake Live alive. You know, that keeps people continuously still playing Quake Live. They wanted to appeal to that community, and they missed the they missed the ball. They should have made a Quake. They should have made a Doom game. They should have made a game with great single player that took place on space that was fucking scary as fuck. That you're like, what the hell's going on? Instead of this like, you know, shabby attempt at multiplayer that is not going to match up to Call of Duty to those guys because those that's the that's that's the generation who plays these kind of games. If they're not going to grab that Quake generation, so they missed the mark to me. I think it's a fail. Uh, I'm gonna probably wait for a Steam sale to buy it. Um, the the free to play this weekend was only multiplayer, so maybe the single player is awesome. I doubt it. Yeah, but you can't live on single player alone. It's 2016. No. You know, um, you've got to have you've got to have a killer multiplayer, and it can't be just guys running around shooting each other. It's got to have something special. Quake was special. If know? if uh, Bethesda and ID open it up to be modified by other developers, like, in you know, people who write game mods, it could be spectacular. They probably won't do that, though. Yeah, it's 2016. That's not going to happen. Back when it was run by, like, one Puerto Rican guy and his fucking <laughs> girlfriend in a shed, that would happen. They'd be like, we need somebody that's make more shit for this game. Open it up to mods! That's not going to happen now, though. <laughs> yeah. You know? Bethesda's too big and it's too many... It's too many too many titles. But if you look at the stuff id made, if you read through the stuff id made, you're like, what is this stuff? Like, what is this? Like, they didn't make anything. They made a bunch of junk and then Doom and Quake, you know, and a bunch of weird stuff. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of titles, you're like, oh, this is a knockoff of Doom and Quake. Yeah. You know? So, anyway. Um, okay, oh, so... Oh, that's your, that's your ZeniMax, huh? Yeah, they, they, yes. ZeniMax owns Bethesda Softworks. Or Bethesda, which one is it? Which way is it? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. And they're based in Maryland. If you're looking for a job, they're hiring IT people. Um, they're based in Hunt Valley. I applied there. Did not get called back. They can get <laughs> Bethesda Softworks has offices in Rock- Rockville. Oh, none of Bethesda anymore? No. no they I, moved. They moved. Oh, that's horrible. Where I was having my uh, my training not too long ago, they were. I drove right by where their new office is. I was like, oh, it's here. Okay. Wow, they have the best Twitter handle, twitter.com slash Bethesda. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Nice. But yeah, anyway. so they're, so they're, yeah, so, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with them. But, uh, okay, so let's talk quickly about uh, The Division. Um, so I, I, I told you guys last week I got The Division, I bought it. I was kind of pressured in buying it by my my girlfriend's friend's husband or boyfriend who I am friends with. Um, so your friend, yeah, my friend, so <laughs> kind of bullied into buying it by him. I thought I'm not gonna play this game because it's an RPG, and I think RPGs are just freaking lame. But it was, you know. So I, anyway, I got the game and I took it home, and I didn't take it home. I got it on Steam. Okay, stuff. Wow. 1982. You don't take games home anymore. How quaint. Yeah, how quaint. He's like, I went to a store and purchased a box. Yeah, physical <laughs> media. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I I uh I, I installed it on my computer. I did the like tutorial missions um on the I guess in the Bronx or Brooklyn or something. The tutorial takes place to get you to level four takes place in Brooklyn. I did it. I wasn't impressed, I was pretty bored. I was like, okay, you just kinda walk around, go to mission to mission, nothing happens while you're walking between places and that's it. You know what I mean? They give you the option to match up, like to hook up with other people to do stuff, but I was like, eh, I don't wanna do that. You know what I mean? Um, 
I wanted to get a feel for the game first. So then at the end of that, you get a cutscene, and then after the cutscene, you wake up in Manhattan. They helicopter you to Manhattan, and they say, you're the only, you're the only one who can do this. There's no other agents in Manhattan, whatever. As soon as I left that map, so I leave. It's a big open world. You know, just imagine Grand Theft Auto, but in a dismal, horrible, destroyed place where you're running on, like, basically running on bodies, on, like, dead bodies. Um, so as soon as I left Camp Hudson, which is the the base, they said, okay, well, we need to set up a new base, whatever, and your job is to go and set up, clear out this area so they can set up a base. It's a simple mission for a level four uh, combatant. So as soon as I stepped out, another player appeared there. It was a safe zone. Another pl- player appeared in the safe zone, which they tend to do. And he said, hey, I just got out of Camp Hudson. You got a Camp Hudson. Let's, be, let's start playing. So I started playing with this guy. He's probably 16 years old. You know, he had no idea how to play the game. I had no idea how to play the game. And we played for like the next three hours together. And it was fucking amazing. <laughs> okay. So this game went from a game that I absolutely thought was the, the lamest thing since lame came to lame town to being a game that was amazing because I realized the entire, the entire thing about this type of game is playing with other people. Like you got to have someone to play with. It doesn't have to be a buddy or a best friend or anything like that. But it ne- you need to have somebody who wants to like join your playstyle and talk to you and talk you through stuff, and you can talk them through stuff. That's the only way this game works. Because like at first I thought this is an RPG. There's not going to be. I was interested in it because it was a tactical shooter, and I was like, there's not going to be any tactical shooter aspect. But there really is. Like you know, oh he's coming from the left, he's coming from the right, this that, and the other thing, and that made the game amazing to me. You know, I'm reloading. Oh frag out. You know, like that made the game so cool. Along with the perks and everything else, I would say the UI is very complicated. I'm not a fan of the UI, the the user interface for doing anything. It's really bad. It's super bloated. But the game is fun. It's once you get get used to it, uh, minus the UI, it's easy to play. Things are pretty straightforward. You know, it's just like any other video game. They kind of lead you through. It's not super complex. Um, the the hardest thing to understand for a person who doesn't do RPGs is like DPS and uh, and the perks and how all this stuff works, you know, and health and how much health works and how does this much health and this much DPS make you a tank and this doesn't make you a tank. This makes you an assaulter or whatever the case may be. You know, that I find kind of confusing because I don't play RPGs. But honestly, I feel like for anybody who wants to play a shooter, a tactical shooter with friends, this is a great game. The characters are, the, the bad guys are bullet sponges, which is annoying. But at the same time, it makes your it makes the minute adjusting of your DPS important. You know, it's like, oh, I got this new gun. Let me switch to that new gun. Okay, the DPS here is thirteen hundred. The DPS there was twelve hundred or eight hundred. Okay, and you notice the actual difference between using those two guns. So, uh, I would say I'll give the division like you know a seven out of ten. I think it's a great game. It's absolutely worth buying. Uh, I'm. It's fun. I've enjoyed playing it. You know, my girlfriend fell asleep today <laughs> and I snuck in an hour of play before she woke up and was like, what are you doing? You know? So I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I wish more, I wish I knew more people who played hint, hint, wink, wink mm-hmm. to Michael and Evan. Um, but it's a fun ass game. It's really fun, man. Um, was it running about 60 bucks? It runs about 60 bucks. Um, the, the thing is when you, the, the key thing is like you play by yourself, it's going to suck. It's going to be a suck sandwich. You're going to hate it. 
you've got to be willing to link up with other people. And and twice on two occasions I've done that. I have played with this other guy, the guy I met first. I played with him two nights in a row. And then the next day I played with another guy, another group. I did a couple missions with them. Then the next day I did this I did I played like four or five hours, I think yesterday, with this Russian guy. Um, who was like in Russia? He's like, he's like, oh my god, it's six a.m. Oh, I gotta <laughs> sleep. I've been up all night playing this fucking game, you know. And he was like, great. After six a.m., he stayed till seven, still playing the game. He's like, yeah, it's awesome, you know. So I had a great time with him. He barely spoke English, but we had so much fun because he understood the basic dynamics of the game. So we had a great time, and I think that's what it's all about. Like playing with others makes this game good. So when you see people online like playing and like, oh, this game's great, this that, and other thing, and then you play it, you're like, this is pretty fucking lame. It's all about the whole other connection, like getting other people to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, I advise anybody to buy it if you have people who you know will play it with you. How did if it you're run looking on your computer? Play? Oh, excellent. It ran fine. It runs fine. I do have a problem streaming, but I don't think that's a game. I don't think it's a problem with Division as much as it is something like malware or ransomware on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But otherwise, it's fine. I know that's issues. Good. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll wait for a Steam sale for that, too. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there'll be one. But yeah, it's definitely worth uh, picking up. I, I mean, I'll be honest with you, though. If you're not going to play it, I wouldn't waste 60 bucks on it. I wouldn't even waste 20 bucks on it. It's- I actually like the gameplay footage and the trailers and everything that I've seen. It looks very interesting. Um, ha- what, do you, what do you think about the aiming? Are, are things fairly accurate? It's, it's solid. Okay. Yeah, you can you can pinpoint. I mean, they have like modifiers, like oh, you got this scope, that scope, this whatever. But you can uh, you can actually you can actually shoot people pretty accurately. You get different scopes, you get different reticles, but it's all third person. So you're like when you zoom in, you never see like a scope. You zoom in and you see the reticle pops up on your screen and you can look at the reticle, but it's all, the view never changes for the user. Hmm. So you just see this reticle that pops up now. And it's very accurate. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with it. I, I, I You can shoot like laser beams. I mean, I, I enjoy it. It's I thought that'd be an issue. I mean, like I said, RPG, so there's all these kind of stigmas that come with it, but it doesn't have them. I mean, it's it's a good shooter game with great, like you can run around by yourself and find tons of stuff to do. There's tons of side missions and investigations and lost persons and, you know, decontaminant missions and dark zone missions. And there's a million things to do in the game. Uh, You don't need multiple people to play, but it's better with more people. And I would say the only way to play this game through, like to get to like level 30 or whatever, to get even more of the unlocked, unlockable crazy missions, the crazy super hard missions they have is to play to level 30 because uh, is to play with someone else because there's matter of fact, there's a mission I want to do that is a, uh, you have to, it's a law enforcement mission to get you law enforcement security credits or whatever. So you can use them to upgrade your base. Uh, that mission, I tried to do it with the Russian guy and he was a level at the time he was a level 18. I was level 16. It was a level 20 mission. And I've been successful, like, playing up, like, four levels up beyond my level with the with the kid, the first person I played with. So I thought, no problem. We went in there, and we got our ass handed to us six times in a row within the first two seconds. Like, <laughs> go in, and the guys, the, the bad guys rush you and they hammer your shit. 
you know, so you, so we're like, yeah, we can't play this, you know, so we just like, are like, we're taking these in routes around the map to avoid this area, you know what I mean, because it's, the whole area is toxic, it's dangerous, you know what I mean, there's, there's level 20 bad guys in there who are gonna push your shit in every time they get the opportunity, um, hmm. But that said, they do a great job balancing like really the really harsh bad guys and then zones where a person can play. And whatever their algorithm they use to say, oh, you're a level 16, we're going to make sure you have these type of players to have a good experience, but still be very challenged and have a possibility of fucking up and dying. They do a great job with it. Like it's, there's, the, there's no balance issues in the game. The balance is very clean so far that I've found. Excellent. All right. Well, I look forward to watching you play that game. Yep. <laughs> Online gaming is a spectator sport. Yep. Definitely. Um, all right. So we talked about the Doom open beta, which actually has been extended until tomorrow. So it's uh, till the end of Monday. So if anyone wants to check that out, uh, it's available on Steam. Mm-hmm. For PC, it's also available for PlayStation Four and Xbox One. If you look on Steam, there are two listings. So if you just type in Doom, it's gonna take you to the pre-order uh, page. But if you type in Doom Open Beta, it'll take you to the to the free one. Nice. Well, there you go. All yep. right, Evan, what do we got here? Uh, just a final mention. Someone um, over at Overclock.net has been able to digitally sign a custom mouse driver. Um, this is pretty much only useful for mice that are about 10-ish years old. Some of the original Microsoft Wheelmouse Optical or IntelliMouse Explorer or uh, Logitech MX300, which unfortunately for today's gamers are some of the most accurate mice ever produced. Um, but they only run at 125 hertz, which is um, the polling rate. So how many times your computer checks to see where the position of the mouse is or if one of the buttons is actuated. So what that does is adds about 8 milliseconds of communication time between like when you click a button or move your mouse uh, and you know when your game reacts. The way to get around this in the past has been to use a custom mouse driver to overclock your mouse or the USB port to 500 hertz or uh, 1000 hertz, which reduces that time to uh, 2 milliseconds or 1 millisecond. The unfortunate thing about that process was you had to put your computer, your Windows computer, into uh, test mode to use unsigned drivers. Now, that wasn't really an issue in XP, but since Vista and 7 have been around, um, you had to do that. So where that comes in is test a lot mode. of, huh? Test mode. Yes, test mode. I have never heard of that in my entire life. I would not expect you to. So <laughs> this is this is really only an issue for Counter Strike community members, which is quite a large community because the um, Microsoft and Telemouse uh, Explorer 3.0 and somewhat the Wheelmouse Optical were basically the most coveted mice for Counter-Strike, like 1.6 and CSGO, and even CS Source. Um, but in the past about year or so, one of the major divisions of competitive Counter-Strike, I think it's ESEA Gaming, 
has uh, not allowed any competition players to operate in Windows test mode. So you could not, you were not allowed to compete if you did this. Mm. So basically, one of the most important things about your game, like the, the, in that instance, the mouse you used, you could not use it anymore. So what this does is, especially for, you know, uh, online competitions, it's a valid Microsoft signed driver that will let you have the same functionality. Now, is this a hack or is this official? It's, uh, I don't, the person who released it is named, his, uh, form name is Sweet Low. I don't know if there, <laughs> if there's a way to do it without, like, I don't know if he works for Microsoft, you know, maybe he's a gaming enthusiast or what. Um, I don't think it was hacked. I think it's legitimate. But even, even if it was hacked, it allows you to overclock your mouse outside of Windows test mode. So it's an overall positive. Now he's also working on a, a similar driver that I think is only going to be for Windows 8.1 and Windows 10, which will let you overclock your mouse to 2000 hertz. So it'll be half of millisecond response time. I mean, a, a thousand, 500 is honestly fine. A thousand is nice. Um, the issue you run into occasionally is if you have an older system, the faster you force your polling rate, the more it taxes the CPU. So hmm. by overclocking your mouse, you can actually lag your computer. Wow. Yeah, that's weird. But I just thought, you know, I'd put that in there because for anyone like me who is a mouse enthusiast or likes <laughs> old Microsoft mice, <laughs> you can uh, you can participate in professional CSGO without issue now. Evan, I think uh, I think we need a blog entry with your your collection. I thought about that earlier. I think that is a distinct possibility. Do yes, a rundown. Sir. Absolutely. A deep dive examination. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because uh, I don't think people people know. No, they couldn't handle it. Honestly. Probably not. But they'd be so in awe. And envious, uh, I don't, you know, I don't think they would think I have any kind of issue or anything. I don't, that's not really possible, but um, <laughs> we'll see. Yep. All right. Well, is there anything else, gentlemen? Um, no. Closing arguments. <laughs> No, I think uh, I think that's about it. Go buy the division. We yeah. love we love Tom Clancy and everything he's about. Um, apparently, he's very dead. Yes, he is. <laughs> um, but he's oh. from he's from here, isn't he? He's from Baltimore. Yeah, he's from Baltimore. So there or he you go. lives in Baltimore somewhere. I don't know if he's from here, but he he lived in Baltimore. I think in Locust Point somewhere. He had a he had a, he had a Sherman tank in his front yard or something like that. Nice, that's awesome. Who All needs right. an alarm system when you have a tank? Here's mm-hmm. a funny thing. Here's a funny th- note to end on. So there's a funny... So, uh, you know, I'm watching a video just now, a Bullet Girl second trailer released. Um, Bullet Girl is a very successful, uh, like, a shooting, fighting game where you kind of fight other characters. But it also has... It's very lewd. 
I did not play the game. I did not own the game. I had never seen the first game. I'm just reading what they said in the trailer. So I did watch the trailer for the second game, and it seemed like an average you're running around shooting tanks, planes, and ships with rocket launchers and other characters. And it's like first-person Street Fighter-esque battle, but you're looking in a third person at another at another character. Um, it's very interesting. Whatever. seems kind of cool. The last five minutes of this video, last three minutes of this video, is another mode of the game where you spend time force, forcing tubular objects into the female character's mouths. <laughs> and it's just like, and I'm just like, Japan, you're fucking wacky place. You're fucking crazy. You know, um, it's just really, it's very odd. It's this very odd kind of addition to this game. You know, there's like, ugh, it's, I don't even know. I can't even explain, and I'm not going to go into it. It's fucking wild. Um, Japan, that's all I can say. Gotta love them. Yeah, gotta love them. Bullet Girls 2. IO panel brought to you by Bullet Girls 2. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So, uh, James, thank you for that. That's uh, very irrelevant to uh, our... <laughs> to our podcast so thank you um evan thank you for telling us about uh the way to overclock your mouse and here i thought the only things you could overclock were your processor and maybe your video card well next week i can tell you how to overclock your monitor (laughs) i'm not joking (laughs) see look at this yep look at this fount of information that's right that's right all right. Well, 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 we have something to look forward to then for next week. Don't hang yourself this week. Next week, more, more great information. I thought you were talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. To our listeners who may hang themselves off to listen to this. No, show. no. <laughs> All right. Michael, continue. All right. Well, for everyone here at the IO Panel Podcast, uh, Thank you very much for listening. You can check us out at iopanelpodcast.com. You can send us an email, feedback at iopanelpodcast.com. You can check us out on Twitter now, twitter.com slash iopanelpodcast. And you can now subscribe to our podcast. You can go to iTunes, go to their podcast section, search for iopanel, and you'll find us. Uh, I've also put a link to the podcast in iTunes on our website, com, so you can check it out there. If you don't want to do it through iTunes, but you have a podcast app that you want to use, we have a direct link to the URL that you can use for our, our RSS feed. So check that out on com. <laughs> <laughs>